This is Seven Sport. Good evening and welcome along to Seven Sport. This is the Seven Sport End of Season Awards 2021-2022. Hello, welcome along. As we have done many times down the years, particularly this year as well, we come to you live from Ryan's Flat, as life intended it to be, for a celebration, a celebration of the season that we've had for the players, for the teams, for the goals, for the moments that have happened in the 2021-2022 season. My name's Ryan Butler, and as ever, always joined by my right-hand man, who has sat to my right-hand side this afternoon, well, this afternoon, this evening. He never usually sits to the right. It's always strange when he comes round, because he ends up sitting to the right. It's Kelsey Demaria. Kelsey, how Hello. are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. How much have you been looking forward to this? Oh, mate, it's 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 the big one, isn't it? You know, it's what everyone looks forward to at uh, the end of the season. The uh, the awards. You know, we've got to look back on what has been the biggest mm. year for Seven Sport, um, and also just a fantastic season in Gloucestershire football. Got to say, it's later, later than usual. The uh, uh, usually the, the end of season awards is done and dusted in May. Yeah, over the bank holiday weekend, but due to the delayed bank holiday. Here we are, the 3rd of June. Yeah, and, you know, I had to go and get a new job, didn't I? So, uh, yeah, had to fit pre- it on that. I think it's pre-season in a couple of weeks. Some some clubs have already started pre-season already, Kelsey. Can you oh, believe that? that well, that's, that's busy, that it's is. Been controversial. That's busy. It's been controversial. There's been, been comments made. There's been tweets sent. Um, you know, maybe a few drinks have been had when those <laughs> tweets have been sent. But, um, yeah, question marks have been raised. I personally think it's a little bit too early. I think that you look at the schedules that are being announced, a lot of teams are coming back into the, to sort of training in a couple of weeks' time ahead of the first pre-season friendly for most of the men's sides um, at the start of July. The women's, obviously, a little bit later because the season will start later. But before we go any further, as always with all of our broadcasts, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from the followers, the readers, the listeners of Seven Sport, and we want you to tell us two things. Firstly, where are you listening from? Most exotic place wins, and photos need to be provided of <laughs> said location. I'm not having you know, anyone saying they're listening on the moon if they can't provide a picture of them on the moon. If they want to go on Photoshop and do it, I accept it. You'll get, do you know what? You'll get a prize, a hypothetical prize that I'll decide later on the most exotic place you're listening from tweet us facebook us let us know and we want to also know your moments of the season what has been the best part of this season for you and the way in which you get in contact with us as ever is on the twitter at seven sport facebook.com forward slash seven sport info at seven sport.co.uk on the email and also the instagram seven underscore sport kelsey will be manning the social media you're a social media guy yeah that's, that, that's uh, my title. That is my title. He's, he's better on social media than I am. You know, <laughs> that's just a fact. So let us know. We'll keep up to date throughout the evening um, regarding who's won, well, regarding reaction to winners, where you're listening from, and also moments as well. So a lot to, to take in. I don't really know. We haven't really timed how, how long the show will last. I imagine it's going to be a couple of hours. It's normally about two hours, just under two hours um, normally. But you've got to bear in mind this, this year, for this year's awards, more categories. 17 of them, more nominees. We have 
over 120 nominees. That's crazy, isn't it? That just shows the level of commitment, dedication, performance of the players, managers, individuals that help make Gloucestershire football great. And it's uh, wonderful to be a part of. Absolutely. And of course, I just want to say a very big uh, thank you as well, not just to everyone who supported what we do over this year, um, but a big thank you to the sponsors for the awards this evening as well. Cornell and Company, Seven Signs, Seven Sparks, Radford Windows, and of course, M&S Roofing. Thank you as ever for all of your support. First text message in of the show. That is a record. Uh, rapid, rapid days. Uh, Gloucester City women's player Zoe Gab has texted and say she's listening as is her sister Claire and her partner Ross. Shout out to them. Zoe Gab, of course, nominated for a couple of awards later on in the programme that we'll go through. Mm. So I think we're just about set for the first award of the night, Kelsey. It's I'm the ready break- if you are, mate. It's the breakthrough player of the season. This is sponsored by Cornell and Company. Thank you very much to Mark Cornell, who's one of our uh, sponsors for this event and also our main sponsor. And I am delighted to say, to open the show, breaking news, he has agreed to continue on his sponsorship um, for us for next season and will also sponsor the Seven Sports Shield in July. Thank you very much, Mark, and the rest of Cornell and company for that. Kelsey, let's run through the nominees. And you have the duty of announcing the first winner Mm. of... The uh, 2021-2022 awards, and also a little uh, nugget for everyone else for the first year ever. We're also saying the second and third place as well. But we are leave it to you. Big moment, big moment. Chelsea, Dean, Maria on stage, everybody. So the nominees for the breakthrough player of the season 2021-2022, of course, sponsored by Cornell and Company. Danny King of Gloucester City. Ethan Dunbar of Long Levens, Will Emery, also of Long Levens, Luke Troke, surprise, surprise, also of Long Levens, Jack Copland of Tuffley Rovers, and Joe Wright of Cheltenham Saracens, all players who, as the name of the award would suggest, have really, you know, broken onto the scene, sort of, you know... Better, well, not, I'm not going to say better than what we expect them to be to perform because we know that they're all very good players, but those have really shone um, for their respective teams this year. So in third place from Long Levens is Will Emery. Round of, round of applause for Will. Lovely clap for Will. Yeah. Second place is, of course... The man who's got his own chant named after him down at the Tiger Turf Stadium. It's Danny King from Gloucester City. He's had a really good season for the Tigers. Spent a bit of time out on loan as well at Nuneaton. Came back into the fold um, towards the end of the season as well. And he's really become a fan favourite and delighted that he signed on again for yeah, next season. absolutely. Second that. But your winner of the Breakthrough Player of the Season for 2021-2022... Should have got a, a drum roll. You really should have Soundtrack, done. really. It is Ethan Dunbar of Long Levens. Congratulations, Ethan, from both of us here. And uh, I'm sure that Amanda will be very, very pleased. And as Kelsey tweets that and the, the graphic to, to announce Ethan Dunbar as the Breakthrough Player of the Year, a little bit about all the nominees from my perspective. Um, as Kelsey rightly said, every single player that's listed there 
has established themselves at a level higher than they were playing or you know performance level that they were playing at 12 months ago. Um, the likes of Danny King, for example, who, who came second there. I think you know he's done a fantastic job getting to that level with Gloucester City, showing that he belongs in that squad. But for me, Ethan Dunbar, he's played over 40-odd games uh, in the Hellenic Prem, did not look out of place, and is likely going to be playing in the Southern League next season off the back of that. He was a key man for Long Levens this season in a history-making season as well. And uh, yeah, I, I back that one 110%. Congratulations, Ethan. And uh, yeah, keep it going wherever you play. And he... And he... I know we say it about a lot of lot of the players that uh, you know we support and support what we do, but he really is a lovely guy. He's a, yes. re- a really nice guy, and uh, couldn't think of anyone better to receive that award. Perfect. In the words of Davina McCall, do you want another one? Do you want another one? We'll have another one. We'll go. And it's the first time you're going to hear me, Ryan Butler, announcing uh, an award this evening, and it is sponsored by Seven Signs, and it is for Team of the Season. Um, teams from all over have uh, received nominations for this one. Sort of widened our horizons. Usually we end up seeing a Hellenic team, a Southern League team and, and Gloucester City just thrown in there. Um, but this year, really have cast in there. I looked at every league possible. I'm realistically out to limit myself into how many teams I nominated for this um, because so many teams have had wonderful seasons and you could easily justify uh, my workings out. I could justify about 18 teams getting nominated for this. But that's maybe because I'm too nice. So, the final shortlist and nominees are Bishop's Cleave, Long Levens, Cinder for Town Under-18s, Treadworth Tigers, Robinswood Athletic, Sherston Town, Montpellier FC, Wooten Rovers, Gloucester Athletic and Cheltenham Town Ladies. A little bit about this award as well. We try not to include Northern Senior League um, or... Gloucester County Women's Football League teams in this year um, for the simple reason of they have their own categories. We like to dedicate categories to those teams because we love covering those leagues. So, without further ado, in third place from the Stroud League, Robinswood Athletic. Double winners. First season, Robinswood Athletic um, had to be involved for me. It's an incredible story, incredible start to their journey and we can't wait to see where they go from here. In second place, from the Hellenic League, Bishops Cleave, the Hellenic Premier Champions, um, take second place. They have a great team spirit there. Um, unfortunately, have Freddie Ward involved, but uh, <laughs> I won't hold that against them. They've got too many uh, nicer blokes like Paul Collicott at the helm um, to, to ignore. So second place to them. And the winner... Retaining their title is Cinderford Town Under-18s, the champions from the Cheltenham Youth Floodlit League. They had an incredible season. If anyone uh, was following that league, you'll know exactly what I mean when I'm talking about it. But they had games in hand. They were good, I believe it was about nine points behind, um, but had four, four games in hand. Now, a lot of people would always say they prefer to have the points on the board. Cinderford had to do the chasing. They've chased, they've got to the front, and they've really stood out in a league that was so competitive. Um, they won the league last year on a, a reduced number of games, and this year they've gone and won the league um, in, a, in a harder league, effectively. So difficult to, you know, to, to do that. Two seasons in a row, and 
Uh, of course, like I said, retaining their title as, as team of the season. And, and even even last year, when I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of Sinford under-18s for various reasons, which have been well-documented, of course. Um, they were such a, an, an amazing team. And to mm-hmm. see that they've carried on that success over into this season, um, really fantastic to see and a great you know testament to all the hard work that they've put in over the course of... Well, the last eight or nine months. Bowler team's fantastic. Yeah, of course. Uh, we've had a few tweets in, of course. Um, again, congratulations to Cinder and Under-18s, of course, where you are listening from this evening. Um, we've had one from uh, Chanel Murray, who says, uh, Civvy men's and women's listening here in the Greenwood management team's bar. Uh, no selfies attached, though, so fortunate there. Um, Where's the proof? Callum Telford has uh, tweeted in as well. Of course, pretty sure he's nominated in the uh, match official of the season category later on. Um, Saying seven sport end of year awards from Spartans Rugby Club. Playing a bit of skittles as well. And we've had a tweet in from Matt Turl, who uh, says, me, Claire Gab and kids listening in. And they've attached a a photo of them on the sofa. Fantastic. Hashtag sofa selfie. There it is, Ryan. So you can see it. Of course, you you can't see it on the radio. Lovely family. But fantastic uh, to see. Of course, let us know where you're listening from this evening at 7sport on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash 7sport. Perfect. And now, Kelsey, we'll keep the show going before we have a a break for a little bit of um, recap of the games of the season commentaries that we've got nominated in just a short while. And I'll leave it with you for signing of the season. Signing of the season. So, of course, as the name would suggest, you know, this award goes to a player who has uh, really made the biggest impact for their for their new club since joining. Uh, of course, this is open to any any player. It doesn't have to be joining at the start of the season. It could be, at the, you know, the middle point of the season or, or towards the end of the season. It's open to anyone who's joined a new club uh, for 2021-2022. Of course, this award is sponsored by Cornell and Company. The nominees for the seven sport signing of the season. Quite a lot of them. Luke Merchant of Bishop's Cleave. Dean Turner of Brimscombe and Frapp. Joel White at Tuffley Rovers. Nathan Dennis at Slimbridge. Matt Sysom, Fairford Town. Sam Folks, also Brimscombe and Frapp. Tom Hoskins at Cheltenham Saracens. Joe Westrip at Long Levens. And Lucas Tomlinson at Gloucester City. A variety of uh, levels there for me. Um, yeah, of course. That was why I noticed from, from this category in particular, from all the way up at Gloucester City, all the way down to you know Hellenic 1. We've uh, got some incredible players in that list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but of course, there can only be one winner, but we'll do our countdown. Third place, signing of the season, Matt Sysom at Fairford Town. You know, really an experienced head that came into the squad and really giving that uh, defensive line a boost. Second, another experienced defender giving the defensive line a boost. Joel White at Tuffley Rovers takes home second place in that category. Potentially the reason they've stayed up for me. Yeah. I mean, he's a hell of a defender, mm-hmm. we've said, over the years since we've watched him. Not not the best you know, in the tipsters, uh, tipster stakes. But... Cool, you can let that go. That's quick, <laughs> wasn't it? Colin will be delighted that I've... Yeah, from Slimbridge, Colin will be absolutely (laughs) delighted and I think Joel White will be fuming. (laughs) But the winner 
of the Seven Sport player uh, signing of the season, so I should say. It's uh, a man who really came in at a time where this particular club was was, was troubled at this, posi- at this position. And it goes to Luke Merchant of Bishop's Cleave. Yeah, had to be. Um, you know, we spoke to Paul Collicott very early in the season. Very early, and he'd already been through about seven keepers, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, in, overall, across the season, I think they used ten. Because Merch did take a, a, a pound in, he took a kick into the face and, and was injured for a while. So he, they got up to the magic 10 mark. But yeah, Luke Merchant, absolutely fantastic. He's been a player that I've backed for a number of years. A lot of people have thrown question marks his way, but I've always seen the potential in him. Just had to keep his head right. And he's played some of the best football I've seen him play. Um, and his concentration level is absolutely phenomenal at this moment in time. So uh, yeah, credit to Merch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, congratulations to him. I mean, of course, I think it's been well documented that there's been times, especially when he played for Tuffley, that uh, I wasn't sure how, mm-hmm. you know, how, well, not, not to say how good a keeper he was, but there were moments where, you know, he, he had a mistake in him and things like that. But, I mean, ultimately this season when he's come into Bishop's Cleave, and uh, to be fair, every time that we've seen him play, I don't really think he's, he's, he's put a foot wrong, to be honest. So, well-deserved, and uh, congratulations to Luke Merchant. And with that, we got our first sort of pit stop of the proceedings. Enjoy uh, a little montage I put together of some of the commentaries that we've done over the course of the season. And when we come back, we've got game of the season and we also have the first ever match official of the season as well. Keep it locked on 7 Sport. This is 7 Sport. Good afternoon and welcome along to 7 Sport Sunday afternoon live with me, Ryan Butler. Our ancestor not really settled into the game as much as Tuffy have. And uh, after a big win on Thursday, lifting that carry cup, is it the, uh, the hangover from that as the ball's gone over Hamlet and Morrissey's made a, a mess of that. Chance here for Marsh with the strike. And just like that, Eden Marsh settles our ancestor into the game and puts them in front. It's fallen away though to Chloe Taylor who tries to get up and under it. And it's in. Tuffley have levelled it. Taylor bringing them back level after Holly Kay, one on one with the keeper, thought it was in, hit the bar, came back. Everyone sort of stopped. Taylor didn't. Just got underneath it, hooked it up, overheating into the back of the net. And after the drinks break, it's parity. Sirencester won, Tuffley Rovers won. They've got oceans of room ahead of him to cut in from the left-hand side. Goes for it from distance, Greensley! And that's the chance he's wanted all game. Harvey Greenslade. He's had to do a lot of it on his own, the legwork. And there, he just put his head down, ignored the claret and blue shirts around him that time. And he's drilled it past Luke Merchant into the bottom corner. A crack and finish. And it's now Tuffley Rovers 1, Bishop's Cleave 2. Wide on the left into Shut once more. Shut cuts back, whips a ball in towards the back post. Ash Davis is in there. There's a chance! And there's a goal for Tuffley Rovers! Unreal! And they have levelled it! Aaron Bassford. I cannot believe that's cost me a quid. And I cannot believe what I've seen. The parents, Karen, Jack Hopkins, Mama Wake for the left hand side celebrating. The Tuffley fans at home will be celebrating as well. They've levelled it. It's a Desmond 2 2 here at Cleveland Park. And the most unlikely of points. Tuffley Rovers could be earning all season. Poked forward by Power here. Morgan King is going to be offside, but she's left it. And now suddenly Megan Prout is one-on-one with the keeper. It's Prout. 
It's 2 0. What a finish. And Gloucester City have doubled their lead. And that is just you know, proof there that you play to the whistle. Rakia Morgan King stops. Shinichi was offside. The Olveston backline stopped as well. And then Morgan King was offside. Prout wasn't. She came from a mile back. Nipped in one on one with Hibbert, who's beaten again this time. And Gloucester lead by two goals to nil. Holding the ball up. It's now Prout again. Skips past her marker onto the byline, the right hand side. Cross into the box. And spilled by Hibbert. Save for Hibbert. Morgan King! The ultimate jinx from myself earlier on saying that Natasha Hibbert hadn't spilled anything and she spilled across there. Credit to her. I have no idea how after spilling the cross she's made that save initially from Morgan King but it's fallen straight back to the Gloucester City forward and in stoppage time or as we tick into it the two goal lead is restored. All hope is gone for the afternoon from Augustin as Gloucester City 3, Augustin United 1. That's hooked away. Suddenly a chance for Shortwood to fly forward. Good recovery challenge in the end. Pass back to Paul. One. Joe Wright's been rounded. It's 3-2 to Shortwood. Wow. The back pass was short. Joe Wright is committed to it. He's been rounded. And it's gone in. I think it was Hitchman who's, uh, who's balled back towards Joe Wright. It was kind of in between Joe Wright and Ollie Whelan. Um, Anna Hoskins and um, the short man was able to nip in just in front of Joe Wright and uh, finish really neatly actually it looked like it was from a bit of an angle but um, managed to put the ball into the open net and um, Saracens will be be their own biggest critic here because they've uh, they've given the ball away cheaply and um, they've paid for that it's whipped in towards that near post. Fog ball back coming for it. It's punched away. Helped back into the box. And it's a header in the back post. And it's a goal. And it's 3-3. And it's Luke Hitchman again. Just helped back in at the back post. Luke Hitchman flying across. We've seen him do it. We saw him do it toughly on Tuesday. Just that late post. Uh, sorry, late run at the back post. And the man who I described as the human Johnny Bravo has made it chance out of free short with free. Hooked forward. That's now Josh Beadle. Goes for it from distance. Josh Beadle! What a goal! Josh Beadle has just put one in from the 30 yards. We said at half time whether the effect of not having Dan Brabham for the second half would see Saracens have the advantage. Lewis Fogg is not a goalkeeper, but you have to put the shots in on goal. Josh Beadle's done that. He's put it into the very top corner and that is a goal worthy of winning any football match. O'Connor swings the ball in towards back post. Barnett in there and a header in well and it's Joe Haswell and James Barnett. One of them's done it. I think it's James Barnett. Nodded it in. Referee. He's speaking to Brad Martin about something. Long Levens have won it, I think. It's a thunderous header. I'm pretty sure James Barnett's the man who's got it. Superstar James Barnett, he did it in the friendly against Stonehouse Town. I can't believe what I've seen. Both he and Joe Haswell went up for the header. Barnett's put it right in the bottom corner. They've both landed on each other celebrating. Either way, a man in red has put Long Levens in front in stoppage time. Red card, Alex Kathleen. 
And you've got to be honest, you cannot have any complaints. If he's done something after the whistle, it's a yellow card. The referee's calling him over. He's still not responding, deliberately ignoring the referee. In this day and age, referees are told to, you know, take zero tolerance to dissent. Yellow and yellow equals red, unfortunately. So, Kathleen walking off on his own, in a way, uh, it's kind of in character to how he's played the game. He scored the goal, but didn't really work too hard for his team. What a, a weird end to the game. It looks like Kathleen's getting involved with someone in the stands as well now, and it looks like a, a scrap has broken out. Kathleen has looked to have hit somebody, and this is all kicking off. This is all unsavoury scenes here at Saw Mills. This is not what we want to see at any football, let alone non-league football. Alex Kathleen has lost the absolute plot, and it is all kicking off of Long Levens. Plays a 1-2 and gets it back round the corner to Sheaf. Fantastic from City as Sheaf cuts back past Holiday. Sheaf pulls it back and then stepped into by Joe Talbot. And his ball's going to be chased on by Ethan Dunbar. Dunbar suddenly on the left-hand side. Stands his man up. Dunbar's all alone. Up against three Goss City men. He's looking for help. He's got it in Brad Martin. Martin to Cam Williams. And this is better from Long Levens. Williams drops a shoulder. Goes through Cam Williams! Cam Williams! He's done it again. That's a counter-attack. That's the highest quality from the Hellenic Premier side. Ethan Dunbar just held it up. Played it to Brad Martin. He teed it up for Cam Williams, who's going to get booked for running into the crowd. But he isn't going to care. He's just levelled it up. Cam Williams, who was across the city under-18s, he was told he wasn't good enough to make the first team. But he's just equalised against them in the FA Cup. It's Long Levens 1, Goss City 1. I got goosebumps Ryan. What an atmosphere, what a noise, what a goal, Cam Williams. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. And we're back on the Seven Sport end of season awards programme. Apologies first and foremost, uh, I believe the live feed went down for a moment um, just before that. We had a few messages during that montage of games that we uh, commented on across the season. Um, no issues with the, the awards, we're still rolling on with them. Um, you may have just missed the, the link between uh, Luke Merchant winning signing of the season and that clip playing. Some great moments, Kelsey. Great moments. And I believe we've had some tweets in. We've had, we, we have had a few tweets in. Um, let me just have a little look. Of course, we've had um, people telling us where they're listening from, of course. Uh, Chanel Murray's been back in touch with a few photos from Greenwood's Bar where they're all listening um, so great to hear from from you all, um, and of course, just various congratulations as well. People, you know, congratulating Cinderford Town under 18s for winning the team of the season. And uh, I knew that'd be a, a pretty popular choice that one. Uh, Ethan Dunbar as well has uh, been in touch. Says thanks, guide guys honoured with what a uh, legend. Uh, what a legend. black and green heart. So also had messages from Andrew Jackson of Target Sport Photography. Um, they're of course nominated for social media account later on in the program. Uh, he lets us know he is a listening, as is Tuffley Rovers ladies goalkeeper Leah Whiffen and also FC Lakeside manager Warren Fitzgeorge. Keep the messages coming in at 7Sport on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash 7Sport, um, info at 7Sport.co.uk on the email and uh, also on Instagram, 7 underscore sport. Let us know, of course, what we're asking for. 
your moment of the season, your where you're listening from. That's the, that's the main one, isn't it? Let's not beat around the bush. Where <laughs> you're listening from, we've got an unbelievable bar, Greenwoods Bar, where uh, Channel Civil Service men and women are listening from. Can anyone top that? There's got to be someone out there who can top that. There's plenty of that, plenty of nominations for uh, Cheltenham Civil Service men's yes. and women's later on in the show as well. Incredible season for the club. Um, but as we uh, we said there, that montage was uh, some games that we covered, both listed in the game of the season uh, nominees list, some also not. So with that, Kelsey, in a season where we did 158 games between you, me and Josh Evans, um, we have the shortlist, 10-game shortlist, for Game of the Season, sponsored by our good friend Matt Yates at Seven Sparks. Check out Seven Sparks for your electrician. Electrician. <laughs> yeah, a bit of electrician, a bit of nutrition. You know, he does it all. Well, he has started running, actually. He's, a, he's, a dad. he's obviously a dad, isn't yeah, he? He's he got started doing his running. Pod, you, know. you know, he started doing his running. He started posting on social media his little Strava <laughs> map. It makes me sick, really. Basic. He's changed. Very he's basic, a changed man. It? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but we appreciate the sponsorship. Yes. Thanks, Matt. Yes, thank you for giving us money, Matt. <laughs> so, uh, the, the games that are listed of game of the season we have Long Levens 3, Chalfant St. Peter 2 in the FA Cup preliminary round, Long Levens 1, Gloucester City 3 in the FA Cup second qualifying round, Tuffley Rovers Ladies 5, Gloucester City Women Development in the, uh, it's 5 5, in fact, in the Gloucester FA Women's Trophy. Uh, Gloss City 2 Farsi Celtic nil. that was Lee Mounts' first win in charge of the club uh, Chelsea Silver, Chelsea Silver Service they're on my mind mate they're in, <laughs> they're in my head I can't believe they've done it uh, Chelsea Saracens 4 Shortwood United 3 Hellenic League Division 1 and also my 500th game how could I go 29 minutes into the programme and not mention that I racked up my 500th game covering <laughs> local football and of course I had to put it in there because it was an absolute blinder uh, Bishops Cleave 4, Cribs 3 in Hellenic Premier. Uh, Eastern United 4, Limington Town 3 in the Southern League. Uh, those two games were covered by Josh Evans. Um, thrilling games that had late winners. Uh, Gloucester City Women 3, Alverston United Ladies 1. That was in the Gloucestershire County Women's Football League Division 1. Uh, Brimscombe Frupp 3, Hartbury College 3. Brimscombe then win on penalties in the GFA Trophy. And Elwood Ladies 5, Tuffley Rovers 6, Gloucestershire County Women's Football League Division 2, and a fixture where I saw a linesman offer out a assistant manager. But, <laughs> you know, we're not here for that. You see it all. 158 <laughs> games covering football. You're going to see it all. Like He's an Arsenal really. fan. Just throw it out there. <laughs> Great. Um, so, plenty of games. 158. To, to narrow them down to 10 was difficult. To narrow them down to 3 was even harder. In third place... It's my 500th game. Chatham Saracens 4, Shortwood 3. The story of that game was just incredible. Luke Sol gets a hat-trick away from home. Shortwood think they've won it. Two late goals right at the end. And Chatham Saracens have won it with an absolute screamer from 30-odd yards from a player who then went for money. Uh, second place, <laughs> Tuffy Rovers Ladies 5, Gloucester City Women Development 5. You were there for that, that one. That was a hell of a game, mate. 4-4, 93rd minute. Mm-hmm. Kate Ambry clips one over. Leah Whiffin into the, into the goal. Stunned. Everyone's Thought stunned. Didn't think it was yeah. happening. We're in a stand thinking Gloss City have won it right to the death. 98th minute, free kick on the halfway line, played into the box, just fell for Jess Dobbins. 5-5, and it was in to penalties. Um, and even the penalty shootout was quite a good it was one good, as well. It was good wasn't it? Show, wasn't so, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always going to get a mention. But the winner has to be 
an event for not just ourselves, but for both sides involved and for Gloucestershire football as a whole. So the winning game for game of the season is Long Levens 1, Gloucester City 3 in the FA Cup second qualifying round. It had to be ready, didn't it? You know, it was just the the ultimate spectacle of, of Gloucestershire football. You know, I would go out and say if Gloucester had done what Gloucester fans thought they would do and wins five, six, seven nil, wouldn't have probably been number one there because no. Long Levens played their part in the game. And yeah, absolutely. The, when and, and I still say it that moment you heard it there in the, the montage when Cam Williams scored and had Long Levens level, the panic that went around Meadow Park around Gloucester City at the time, going into the half-time whistle, um, you know, the the atmosphere was palpable. That's how I'd describe that. Yeah, and both teams and both sets of supporters really contributed to what was a fantastic occasion. And and it just goes to show that sort of game is is what Gloucestershire football is all about. Plus Um, also it was nice and it, it sort of continued on after that game, I would say. Um, you go to, to Gloucester City for you know a game whether it was under 18s, men's, women, under 21s, and you saw a lot of different badges yeah. from Gloucester sides. I think it was the first real time where you know other fans from other clubs probably thought about going to Meadow Park, and, and thankfully they've stayed since. Yeah, it helped that it was on a Sunday as well. Yes, it? it really did help. Um, of course, it it would have been uh, quite something to see um, the game try to be, be played at at Sawmills, but I think, you know, the the best case scenario was for it to be moved to Meadow Park at the time. And I think, what was it, 2,800 well, I think Long Levens would have only been able to have a maximum of 600 people. Yeah. Then there was rumours that it could have been on telly, which would have taken about 150 spaces out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're then looking at about 400, 400 yeah. person attendance uh, for know, a game like that. Over 2,500, I think it was in the end, wasn't it? Mm. So, And they all, they all saw a really good game of football. And uh, yeah, I think it's really, really well deserved. Before Kelsey takes it away with match official of the season, we are going to, as always, we like to do, if you listen to the Buddies for Breakfast uh, programme that we've run throughout the season, we like to get guests on live. So calling them live. Josh Evans has messaged me saying, am am I coming on Zoom or the phone? He's about to find out. (laughs) This is a big moment. Is he he going to pick up? Imagine. If he, he's off oh, the team, no. if he doesn't answer. Hello. Good evening. Josh Evans, live on 7 Sport. How are you, my mate? You all right? Too bad, mate. Yourself? All good. Thank you for, for joining us. I know you're a busy man. Um, how's the cricket been today? Been excellent, actually. 420 runs in a day and uh, a pair's win, which is the key. We won't comment on that. I mean, I'm, I'm a Hampshire fan. Kelsey's a. What are you a fan? You Gloucestershire? Are you? Uh, just a fan of cricket, mate. Just a fan, just a fan of, of cricket. cricket. <laughs> on the fence. So, <laughs> wanted to get you on to first and foremost. Thank you for um, a wonderful season, being a part of uh, everything that we've been able to achieve um, at Seven Sport. How much have you enjoyed being a part of it? Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, to be honest. Um, when I uh, when I approached you in October, I didn't really know what to expect, and I uh, just wanted to get involved and. Doing some uh, doing something in the local area, and it couldn't have gone any better, to be honest. Um, absolutely delighted to cover so many games and really get my name out there in Gloucester football under the name of Seven Sports. That's been uh, that's been great. Were there any standout games for you? Um, I mean, towards the end of the season, I'd say my standouts. I mean, Cleve eleven two. That was incredible. Not often you get thirteen game thirteen goals in a game, and. Um, 
to almost, I think that was to almost win the title or to win the title. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was watching to be honest. So that was that was a standout. Um, obviously got close connections with Saris, so the under 18s victory of Cleve under 18s in that final, and the uh, in the League Cup final that was brilliant. Uh, great to be a part of the uh, media team, media team at Saracens all year. So just wanted to say, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure being involved with them and many thanks as well. Um, but yeah, those two are probably my standouts. Any standout um, players? Um, good question. Um, I would say from Saracens under 18, Austin Parker and Alfie Richmond um, have been absolutely brilliant. So they've uh, they've got my vote tonight. I couldn't can't call between them in one of the awards. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see who gets it. Um, another one's Jack Watts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, scored lots of goals. Leave uh, brilliant, brilliant goal scorer, and I'm sure he'll do well at the uh, at the level up as well. And what are you looking forward to most about next season, mate? Um, it's watching more and more football. To be honest, um, you have a bit of time off, and you think you get towards the end of the season and think, "Oh, I really appreciate the break." And then you have the break, and then you think, "Ah, oh, I'm missing football again." So, um, so just getting out and watching more games, trying out new grounds as well, grounds I haven't been to. For example, like Slimbridge on non-league day, that was a brilliant experience. They all looked after me, um, like spot on. So I was um, more and more of that, I suppose, and. Keep getting, uh, keep getting more games and hopefully more goals. And what's the, the plans for the rest of the Bank Holiday weekend for you, mate? Is it more cricket? Uh, it is more cricket tomorrow and Sunday. Um, but going out in Cheltenham tonight, so that'll be nice and interesting. Where's so, the spot? Where are you going? Where are you going, mate? Because Kelsey, Kelsey's the uh, assistant manager now at Lounge and Bentley's. Other bars are available, probably, of course. Probably Lounge, I've heard. I'll see you there, okay. mate. I'll see you there. Kelsey, are you going to be out there, Possibly, mate. Possibly. Photos I don't want to reveal my whereabouts on the radio, but possibly. We want photos on Twitter. We're asking for people to tweet us where they're listening from and want proof. I want proof of this meeting. So <laughs> I'll be I'll be asleep by then. I plan to be asleep after this. I've had two uh, Puritans from a hay fever cough. I could be knocked out at any moment. But Josh, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you again, and, and we look forward to seeing you next season. No, thanks for having me on, and a uh, great show tonight, boys. Keep it going. Josh Evans there, join us on the programme. It's been a fantastic season. Thank you very much for him. And now, this is a, a bit of a monumental moment. A last, brand new award. Last year, um, a little bit of context in regards to this new award. Last year, it was on the day of us doing the programme for um, the end of season awards. We had a couple of messages from people asking if we were doing a match official of the year. Now, I know our good friends of Football and Berkshire, they do one. So it has been something that we've spoke about before, Kelsey. Yeah. It was just too, just too close to the broadcast for us to really think about nominations. You know, each individual association, the Cheltenham, the Gloucester and the Forest Association of Referees, um, you know, we wanted to, to broadcast to them, get uh, nominations to come in from all over. So we said, next year, it's happening. So it's happened. And the the amount of referees that we received nominations for is outstanding. It was 18, I think, in total. Um, a couple of referees, I didn't even know. I had to go and research what league they did, um, whereabouts they're based. A couple of Bristol um, referees were included in that, so we've included them in there, um, in the nominations. But we've got a list 
Kelsey, and uh, the match official of the season, of course, sponsored by Cornell and Company, is in your hands for the first time ever. An exciting moment, a, a watershed moment, as we uh, announce the match official of the year. It's a long list, as Ryan said. We received a lot of nominations um, for people's, I guess, you could call it favourite match officials or best match officials. I mean, you know, we we, we like to to think that we're that we're supporting of the referees and and, and the linesmen and women that that uh, that help us actually play the game of football. Um, you know, because without them. We wouldn't be able to, so um, we thought we'd recognise them this season. So your nominations for match official of the season, sponsored by Cornell and Company. Callum Telford, Callum Newman, Andy Davis, Adam Bubrami, Max Thompson, Gary Collier, Graham McNulty, Truen Taylor, Gary Chapman and Terry Deakin. Of course, a lot of match officials, you might not necessarily know them by name, but uh, I'm sure you uh, you know a lot of them by face. Of course, we uh, we have our, our favourites, of course, that we uh, that we like to interact with on Twitter and at games and everything like that. But. Well, I would say, can't believe Graham Pugh got zero nominations, by the way. I know. That's Horrific. The, it's because he forgot to nominate himself, that's what it was. Has to be. <laughs> that that is the be. only reason Jesus. why. <laughs> so in third place... In match official of the season is Callum Newman. Was recognised uh, by the Stroud League as well for his efforts. Fantastic um, match official. And he does a, a lot of admin work for, for local football. And he, yeah, fantastic servant. In second place, Callum Telford. Was my nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anyone who has followed Callum Telford on Twitter will know the enthusiasm and, and joy that he has for, for what he does. Always looking to learn, always looking to... You know, um, you know, improve what he's doing, and uh, I think he's got a big future. I really do. Yeah. Um, of course, like you said, always involved in in other aspects of Gloucestershire football as well. But the winner of the Seven Sport Match Official of the season is Truen Taylor. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why why Truen got it for me is because he was he probably put in the best officiating performance I've seen this season. He did long 11s under 18s versus toughly under 18s, which is always going to be a, a derby game anyway. But you know, you can tell that Truen used to play just the, the way he conducted himself and, and everything like that. Still quite a young ref. Um and I was very very impressed with the way he went about it. Uh, and again, I think that if he continues doing what he's doing, um, he could be one that, that could go up the, the ladder pretty quickly um, and delighted with, with the fact that uh, a number of the referees that are actually nominated um, have been sent across to me as being involved in Seven Sports Shield in July. So look forward to that. And um, yeah, congratulations to everyone who nominated. It's first award that we've done for Match Fisher of the season. So to, to be included in that is something of a, a bit of history for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd just echo exactly what Ryan said there. Uh, congratulations to everyone, but particularly big congratulations for Truen Taylor, your match official of the season. Now, I'm going to calm us down before we have three awards that if you've been following social media have not wound me up, but have seen arguments, not between us, but between themselves, arguing this player or this team deserves it 
It's, of course, the Gloucestershire Northern Senior League player, team, manager of the season. So to calm us down, we're going to hear the soothing thoughts of Brimscombe and Thrupp striker, Harley Price. This is Seven Sports. And at this time, here on the Seven Sport End of Season Awards show, we are joined by Brimscombe and Thrupp striker, Harley Price. Harley, hello, mate. How are you doing? Hello, mate. Uh, yeah, all good, thank you. How are you? All good. I am all good. Now... We're recording this on the Thursday. By the time this goes out on the Friday night, you will be in Portugal on tour with the Brimmy boys. What are you expecting? Honestly, mate, uh, I have no idea. Um, I was thinking it might be quite a relaxed one, but then the more I hear little snippets here and there, I think it's going to be a bit crazy. So, um, yeah, I genuinely don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be nice weather. And, uh, yeah, a good time, to be fair. But, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything other than that. I've heard little rumours that uh, Seven Sport and a Bacon Buddy tattoos are being being sort of administered over the weekend. Jack Bartman said to me that he signed up for that. Are you, are you joining him? Oh, yes. Jack, whatever Bart says, I'll do. So, yeah, happy days. If he's getting uh, I Love Seven Sport tattooed across him somewhere, I'm sure I'll join him. Um, I'd love to see that. <laughs> I'm going to egg him on. <laughs> well the thing is with him is when he does get drunk he, he does get very impressionable like a child so you know yes. it, it's possible oh 100% if anyone comes about with a tattoo of anything mate it's uh, Jack Barton 100% now obviously with the, the season uh, coming to a close the whole point of this programme is to to celebrate all things uh, that we experienced over the course of the, the 21-22 season how was it for you? yeah it's, it's funny because if you'd asked me a couple of months ago I'd have been quite frustrated um in the moment still I mean, when you reflect and you have time off it's always nice to kind of let all the emotions go to the side um, and kind of regroup and, and think about things properly and to be fair it was a good season um, of course we're disappointed where we ended up in the league um, we're also disappointed about the cup final but it was a great season um, we learned a lot it was a brand new league there was a lot of tough teams in there um, and it's only going to get tougher next year by the looks of things um, with, with the additions of Mangotfield, Cinderford, and a couple of teams from the league below. So, yeah, it's it was a good season. It, it was something that we can be proud of, but also uh, something that we can kind of improve on for next year for sure. I was going to say because you, you mentioned there, um, you know, if you asked you a couple of months ago, well, I was in that car after the the you know, <laughs> County Cup final defeat. We've then gone and got caught in traffic, road closures, which seem to happen every time I'm in your car. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, on the whole, if I had said to you at the start of the season, you'd get to a County Cup final, you'd be competing at the top of the league for the majority of the season, and you, you individually you would score over 30 goals, would you have taken it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I'd be lying if I said no. So, yeah, you can't, yeah, mustn't grumble. It seems a bit ungrateful saying uh, that I was slightly frustrated with what happened towards the end of the season. But, like you say, perception is everything. And if you'd offered me that at the start, I would 100% taken it. So, yeah got to be happy with how it went and with obviously being downtime you're about to go away is it too early to start putting targets on yourself for next year or are you already trying to you know better that next term um i don't think it's ever too early i personally haven't made i haven't really thought much about personal goals for next year it's more about um the collective goal and there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes um you saw on twitter obviously there was some ground groundwork that was uh, needed to be done with the drainage at Grimscombe. Um, so yeah I haven't set personal goals I think it probably is slightly too early for that but pre-season when that comes about I'll start thinking about 
targets. If I could emulate what I did this year again next year, I'd be more than happy. So yeah, that will be sort of the same same aim again, I think. And obviously, in the Seven Sport End of Season Awards, you are up for for two awards. You know, how much does it make you proud? That not to say oh, how proud is it that Seven Sport you know think you're a great player, and, and me and Kelsey think you're a great player. But you know, when you get recognition like that, you know, does it sort of justify the the good season that you've had? Yeah, I think um, it's funny because you can make of these awards what you, what you like, but at the end of the day, it's yours and Kelsey's opinion. Uh, based on the whole season of what you've seen and I used to get bantered a lot about my relationship with you guys and it's all favouritism but I really don't think it is I think you guys are as fair as they can people might not always agree with you but that's football at the end of the day everything's an opinion so what you guys think might be different to what I think to other people think you're never all going to agree on anything so yeah I appreciate um, being nominated I think the categories that I've been nominated in as well are super strong some really really good talented lads in there and ladies for that so yeah whoever wins is deserved um, 100% and no one can argue with it because at the end of the day it's it's your picks and based on what you've seen so yeah I'm, I'm, I am very proud to kind of be involved in that for sure Well Hardy thanks very much for everything this season and we look forward to obviously catching up with you next season now go and enjoy your holiday Thank you mate appreciate it all the best For the best sports coverage in the West visit 7sport.co.uk Harley Price there, joining us before the end of season tour for Brimscombe and Frapp to Portugal. What a lovely man. He'd be in no fit state to come on <laughs> No, stage there now, was mate. that question of, would you want to come on from Portugal? No. Absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> would have been unbelievable content, though. Um, like this could be. Uh, I next... like the idea, by the way, of Harley Price and Jack Bartman getting I Love Seven Sport tattoos. I imagine, uh, I imagine it to be... Harley Price gets RB in a heart and Jack Barmer gets KDM in yeah, a heart. Yeah, 100%. Without, without a shadow of a doubt, mate. And I'm, I'm all here for it. Or, so, you know, like, um, they get, like, matching tattoos where, like, it's almost like a half a heart or something on one, one shoulder <laughs> and half a heart on the other. So if they yeah. stand side by side, then it, like, makes a heart yeah. with, like, our faces in it or something like that. <coughs> you know. A bit weird bit, to think bit, about, really. But... A bit creative. Creativity's <laughs> the thing. Hey, I'm a man who this season two people have had my name tattooed. We on don't them. want to talk about that. You we know, don't want to talk about it, but it's factually happened. Don't want to talk about it, mate. It's just and they and they're going on their end of season uh, tour in a month. Could happen that more people get my name tattooed on them. <laughs> it's incredible. You've got that uh, man versus food episode where there's the 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 shop that does the grilled cheese, and if you go in with a grilled cheese tattoo, you get it for life. Wow. So you know my admiration and and. The, the adulation you get from me for life um, but we'll move on now the next three awards as I said before that interview um, were awards that have been hotly contested in our comments and mentions in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the last few weeks Yeah, the amount of people that uh, the amount of times we got tweets oh why is this person not nominated it's open nominations <laughs> you know I don't I haven't nominated these people if so, you don't nominate them, they're not going to get nominated. If you want Graham Pugh we as match official of the them. season, you've got to tell us to it. Yeah, you want him as exactly. that. No good coming to us after. We like to give back. Yeah, it's, not, it's not all about us. As, as much exactly. as people might think that it is exactly. all about Ryan. Exactly. You know? So, the first one for the Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire Northern Senior League uh, dedicated awards is Team of the Season. Um, these three awards are also sponsored by Cornell and Company, by the way. So for Team of the Season, the nominees are Chalford. Kelsey, I thought you were going to 
fist bump or celebrate that Chalford are nominated. Wait, 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 Chalford. Uh, Cheltenham Civil Service, FC Lakeside, Long Levens Reserves, Dursley Town, and Stonehouse Town Reserves. Now, it's no surprise that the sides that are nominated in this are the sides who finished in the, the top uh, bracket for um, Division 1 and Division 2. It was a tough one. But in third place is Chalford AFC. Not the Chalford. Winning the Reg Davis Cup. Again, very consistent from Ben Powell's men. Um, very good over a consistent period of time. In second, the winners of Division 2, Stonehouse Town Reserves. They received a lot of criticism for the manner in which they won it, which obviously we won't discuss because we don't want to upset anybody. Um, but Stonehouse <laughs> Town Reserves are second there after winning the league. And the winners, <coughs> before I die of hay fever cough, <laughs> are... They're going to go wild in Cheltenham tonight. Cheltenham Civil Service take it. Of course they do. Congratulations to all at Cheltenham Civil Service. Very tough. Um, FC Lakeside, unlucky not to be in the top three. Um, I would also say for Long Level Reserves, unlucky to not be in the top three there. Civil Service for me take it because not only did they win the league, they also got to the final with the Reg Davis Cup um, and were messed around at the end of the season with the playoffs, got promoted in the end. Um, but even before then, they were, you know, going to be the team to win it for me. To win the league, that league in particular, it was always going to be um, so hotly contested. To be consistent enough to get to the final of the Reg Davis Cup, which they nearly won as well. Um, yeah, they've done a fantastic job and, and they take it. A lot of quality in the Northern Senior League yes. this season. A lot of quality. Yes. And, uh, and like it's only going to get harder next year. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, you know, very... Um, very, very big congratulations go to them for winning that hotly contested league. Um, shall we move it on? Shall we move it yes, on please. to the Northern Senior League Manager of the Season? Again, of course, this award is sponsored by Cornell and Company. And uh, as ever with this sort of award, we like to recognise the person at the helm of the club for their successes of this season. Lots of nominations in, of course, for this one. Again, it was another one, open nomination category. So, you know, if your favourite manager or management team has not been nominated, why didn't you nominate them? They'll say no more. The nominees are Lawrence Martin of Falcons, Dale Rawlins of Long Levens Reserves, Carl Nash and James Thompson of Dursley Town, Ben Powell of Chalford up the Chalford <laughs> you're outrageous Steve Holland or Holland is it Holland I got it right first time Cheltenham Civil Service Anthbeard and Kyle Anderton of Stonehouse Town Reserves in third place we've uh, already named them the team of the season Steve Holland is third place for Cheltenham Civil Service in manager of the season in the Northern Senior League. In second place is a duo, it's a management team of Stonehouse Town Reserves, Ant Beard and Kyle Anderton are runners-up. But of course, as with these things, it's normally the case, you can only have one winner 
as much as they're all winners in our mm-hmm. eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the winner of the Gloucestershire Northern Senior League Manager of the Season is Dale Rawlins of Long Levens Reserves. Congratulations to Dale. Another tough one. Um, you know, when we were, were looking at it, Steve Holland, yes, obviously people may look at it and say, well, civil service uh, team of the season, how is he not manager of the season? He's got a very good squad. And I felt that the other two sides, yes, they've got good squads, but probably just need a little bit more encouragement to go and do what they've done this season. All three, again, um, the reason they're, they're separate from everybody else there is they've gone on and, and won something and they've done, uh, not not saying no one's achieved anything, the, the rest of them, but, you know, Cheltenham Civil Service win the league, you know, get to the final of the Reggie Davis Cup, Stonehouse Town Reserves win the league as well. Um, but they were all for long 11s for me because it's always tough to manage your reserve side. And for him to be able to win the County Cup, to also end up being in the top, I think he finished fourth in the end, um, in the Division 1, you know, Long 11 started a bit slowly. He managed to get a team that was settled for him, may not be the best team of players, may not be a team that have been consistent uh, in terms of being available every week, but he's done the best with what he can get and he's done uh, fantastically well to do that. So hats off to Dale. Um, I felt that it was right to, to give it to him. I've had a tweet in, by the way. <laughs> Reaction oh. from Cheltenham Civil Service. And it's it's a video. It's a video. We'll, we'll play the audio of it. I've, I've checked yeah, it. There's no, um, there's no profanity, I hope. So uh, this is a reaction to Cheltenham Civil Service being named GNSL Team of Season. They love it. <laughs> I'll be to them. There'll be a statue outside there by the end of this. Night. <laughs> I guarantee it. A statue of you, mate. A statue of you. Cool. Imagine that. <laughs> That's bigger than a as, as if your ego couldn't get any bigger. <laughs> hey, as if anything else for me can get bigger, mate. Big boot. Big, big boot. <laughs> um, and with that, to finish the Northern Senior League Player of the Season, uh, well, the player, uh, the Gloucester Northern Senior League Awards, I should say, it's Player of the Season. Um, this was the one that saw a lot of arguing. Um, on social media, which I sat back and I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. So the fact that it's ended up and, and worked out that I'm going to be the one announcing this award is fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll take great comfort from what I'm about to do. There's <coughs> so, never any arguing in our mentions. No. You, you, must have, you must be getting us confused <laughs> with yeah, another Twitter account. Imagine it, mate. <laughs> Football and Berkshire, mate. They always argue. Over there. <laughs> so the nominees for Gloucester Northern Senior League Player of the Season are Luke Brunston of Charlford. Jack Hughes of Charlford, Dequan Ebanks of FC Lakeside, Nathan Beaches of Stonehouse Town Reserves, Stu Midwinter of Chatham Civil Service, and Aaron Nash of Dursley Town. <coughs> good players. Good players. A lot of very good players. Like we said, a lot, a lot of, of goals as well. A lot of quality in the, in the Northern Senior League. Another difficult one. In third place is Luke Brunsden of Chalford. Um, a player who's also appeared for Brimscombe and Frupp this year. Suffered a couple of bad injuries, a couple of um, you know, down moments away from football, which, which you know, will affect people. But he's had a great season. Second, Dequan Ebanks 
from FC Lakeside. His goals arguably um, you know, took FC Lakeside as close to the title as they went. Very, very good goals to game ratio. There's a lot of the uh, comments on Twitter pointed out to us. Mm-hmm. Bags, but the winner and the Northern Senior League Player of the Season is Stu Midwinter of Cheltenham Civil Service. Um, yeah, he scored an absolute bucket load of goals. Won the league. We already talked about how well Cheltenham Civil Service um, did as a team. But for a player like Stu Midwinter... Fantastic individual uh, season as well. Um, capped off with promotion to the County League. Fantastic player and a fantastic return. So, civil service, you know, two wins and a third. Cleaning up, mate. If that was a, a you know, three, three legs of a lucky 15, you'd be, a, be on to a winner there. God, and people, people say that Long Levens are your favourite team. Jesus. Apparently, I don't leave Gloucester. <laughs> civil service might be the place to go. Well, apparently so, if you want to see some good quality football. <laughs> After that, and uh, the reaction as well. Time for another break. But this one is a seven sport exclusive. Kelsey hasn't even heard this yet. I haven't. That is how exclusive this is. This is the first time anyone's going to be listening to this. Now, if you've missed it, I'm in the process of recording my new series for In the Spotlight, where I interview different people discussing their careers in football and everything that makes Gloucester football wonderful. And one of the episodes is a certain former Gloucester City manager by the name of Tim Harris. This is a snippet of the episode with him that will close the series just uh, before the season kicks off in August. And this is me talking to him. This is Seven Sports. And how happy were you, you know, coming back to, to Gloucester City? You know, leaving a situation like that at Merthyr, almost a homecoming to, to Gloucester City. Did you you feel it like a homecoming? Did it feel that way to you? Well, no, not really. Um, if I'm honest with you, the, the club was was really struggling when I come back. Um, it was not far, not... It, it was around, just before the floods. Mm. Um, and it, it was... I think they were on the verge of getting relegated, if I remember yeah. rightly, yeah. To, to to the sort of um, the Midland Division or something like that, and um, the, the, it was it wasn't no it wasn't sort of like a happy homecoming. It was a case of look, guys, I can help you, you know, and and we we quickly turned it around and we kept them up, and you know through through the the help of a, a lot of people, we kept them up and. Um, then it become uh, another challenge, really. Because you mentioned there, you know, it was the the period when the floods happened. Um, in this series, uh, the first series we did, we spoke to a number of people who were at the club at the time, all sort of share a similar event that, you know, it was yourself that, that's, that's called them to tell them what's happened and, and, and everything like that. What was it like for you? Like, were you the first one to find out or did someone tell you? How did it happen? Incredible. I'll never forget it to this day, you know, to the day I died because I got a phone call. I don't know why I got the phone call, but I got a phone call off the police. And I was sat at home in church down and, I, and I'm, I'm sat there going, what, what the police want? I said, you need to come and get all the stuff out of the ground because the floods are going to hit the pitch and there won't be anything there. 
For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. Welcome back. Seventh Sport End of Season Awards 21-22. Oh, what, a, what a tease Tim you are that clip, mate. What a tease. Look out for that. That'll be the start of August. That one will be released. There are 10 episodes in all. Um, starting on the f- uh, 17th of June, I'm hoping to get Lee Mansell's episode out there. It's, of course, subject to change depending on if and when I can get the shows recorded. Um, reaction. Lee Mansell ha- ha- doesn't, hasn't unfollowed you on Twitter. Oh, you? The thing is, he's on holiday. So he, ah, okay. he's so you can say what you like. Yeah, he'll let me know. Uh, TBC when he's back off holiday so I think he came back today don't want to bother him on his day back you know, that's, that's not what I'm about um, tweets and messages have been flying in you had loads um, mate had we've loads. had one from Dale Rawlins the Long Levens reserves manager who won Northern Senior League um, manager of the season um, says honestly mate means a lot he's on holiday with the missus and genuinely blown away um, told her straight away 2pm here your show was on where are, you, where are you, Dale? Get a photo in. <laughs> this could be the most exotic place that someone's listening from. And it's definitely not going to be Long Levin's first team co-manager, Michael Palmer, who his text says to me, no picture. Well, he's done a picture, but you can't really make it for now because he's had a few. Um, and it says, <laughs> most exotic place, Cheltenham, me on the toilet. Uh, I'm not having that Disgraceful. All, not having that. Absolutely disgraceful. Awful, that is. Awful. We've had a tweet in as well from uh, Longwell Green. Uh, LFC, listening to Seven Sport tonight, wishing our one and only uh, Katie Michael luck in the Gloucestershire County Women's Football League Player of the Season Award. That one coming up a little bit later on. Um, and of course, Cheltenham Civil Service. They're all partying <laughs> over there tonight. They're hey, having the fat, stupid winners hey, player at the forget, forget, not just Josh. They're all going to be in lounge with you later, mate. <laughs> Tell you that now for a fact. You've got you to find a way to get some deals on there for Honestly, mate, surely. I'm going to need uh, door staff support to help me through the venue you know unscathed I'm going to be mobbed I'm going to be absolutely mobbed I think Long Levin's first team uh, co-manager Mark, um, Craig Martin or better known as Spider is listening because he's just sent me an expletive um, obviously describing his other co-manager <laughs> so um, Kelsey you said a little bit earlier on there that the Gloucester County Women's Football League awards are coming up um, obviously we've been all turning you and I but with those ones, we've agreed, as, as you're here, um, that where I'm the one who've, who's covered that, easier for me just to do those three. So you've got back-to-back awards here. Again, Buzz you're doing this. it first, so the pressure may be on you, may not be on you. This one's sort of, you know, my award, really, isn't it? It's yes. the award for the best social media account, sponsored by Seven Signs. Uh, of course, thanks to Vaughan, uh, down at Tuffy Rovers Ladies as well, and, of course, Seven Signs for the support this season and the nominations for the best social media account of course in as i said on twitter the modern age online presence absolutely everything so we've done this award for a few years now just to recognize you know people who provide a great service and uh you know let us know what's going on at their club or not just a club but just in general so for example brian roster yeah last year's winner of course um you know for his photos and just any sort of social media account. That's what I like about this award. Is since we Not started doing it, since we started doing it, we have seen such a variety. Um, you're obviously about to run through the nominations and you'll see here as well um, that, you know, we've got clubs, we've got other um, services as well. So, Kelsey, it's all yours, mate. So, the nominations for the best social media account, Toughly Rovers Ladies. Of course, uh, not just, they just have the one social media. They do... Uh, Pretty much every platform as well, including TikTok, which I hate, but we won't get around that. We won't get around that. 
Um, Wait, you hate TikTok as a whole or their TikTok? Just TikTok in general. Oh, I had to double check, mate. I had to double check. <laughs> You've appeared on their TikTok as well. I have. I <laughs> have a couple of times. Um, Olveston United Ladies. Newton TV, which is, of course, Craig Newton, who, uh, who runs that, his YouTube channel. Chelford AFC. It almost seems like more or less every year they get nominated for uh, this They're the award, first winners, weren't they? they first were indeed, winners, yeah. uh, Long Hope FC are nominated as well. So are Hartbury FC and, of course... Tiger Sports Photography, Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson, nominated for his account. And in third place, the former winners, Chelford AFC, they take home the bronze medal this year. They've placed every year, though. They've shown just good shows form. Just how good their social media presence is. You know, it's They're consistent, both on the field and off it. That's what we've learned here. Absolutely. Second, of course, we mentioned them just a few moments ago, Toughly Rovers, ladies. Take home second for their social media accounts, and of course Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I think probably one of the only only clubs in the county to do all four of those platforms. They can, they continue to um, expand their social media that they that they have been. Um, they they're probably the bookies' favourites for next year's award, I'd say. <laughs> and of course, the winner of the best social media account for 2021 2022 goes to none other craig newton newton tv for a really fantastic service that he provides you know match highlights of, of games around the county as well and i think he also tracks up to worcestershire as yes. well for, for some games so um of course we have a good relationship with with craig and uh, we wanted to recognize him for all the hard work that he does so craig newton of newton tv is your best social media account caveat to that though i would uh, also give a, a special shout out to long hope fc who, for me, um, had the best individual bit of social media. Um, one of their tweets about um, needing players, otherwise having to, you know, unfortunately go uh, go bust, essentially. Um, received a lot of impressions, got all over, I think, in the end, 50,000 interactions or something like that. Um, it got very, very popular and went quite viral, that tweet. So if you were looking at individual... Um, sort of bit of social media that was that but um overall yeah echo what kelsey says newton tv does a great service and has done for a couple of years i think uh we've got a, a um a nomination in the award for best where are you listening from this evening from none other than one of our award winners Stu midwinter has uh does he actually have Twitter? He doesn't he's been he's been tweeted into us by Chelsea the Twitter account because i searched too long <laughs> I don't want to say how long I searched for that guy's Twitter because obviously I wanted to provide you a list of the winners but I couldn't find it and it was doing my head and I was like, had, sure he does we had, we had a photo in Stu Midwinter celebrating his win even his Jaegers come in hat tricks and it's him with three Jaeger bombs in front of him with the biggest grin on his face congratulations Stu incredible enjoy your Jaegers I think they're horrendous, personally. But. <laughs> if, I have, if I had a hat trick of Jaegers, I would be sick. Six Jaeger bombs for £15 in lounge, by the way, just in case anyone wants to. Wants hey, Stu Midwinter is a, a champ civil service winner. He likes Jaegers. You work a lounge. So this is match made in heaven here. <laughs> why has this become, why has this turned into an advert that you work there? <laughs> I don't know. Someone got a new job, have they? Jesus. Uh, yeah. You've got I a mean, job, I got a new job. Business, at, bank holiday weekend. I got a new job across the season as well. That's why we're probably happier than we were. Yeah. Uh, Leah Whiffens tweeted in as well, by the way. Uh, second place for Tuffley Rovers Ladies for best social media account. Shout out to uh, to Ellen Knight, uh, 
Um, and of course, Ellie as well, who runs that, um, and Amy for all you do for our socials. Moving it on. Quite a big one, this, actually, this next award. It is for Manager of the Season. Sponsored by Cornell and Company, this award. I mean, it really needs no introduction, really. Obviously, we That's know... some big winners. Yeah. Big winners A lot of big seasons. winners in the past. And, you know, some big nominations this mm-hmm. year as well. So the nominees for the Seven Sport Manager of the Season 2021-2022. The management team of Slimbridge AFC. Of course, uh, too many to, to, to name individually, so put them in as a collective which we've also done for the Long Levens management team. Uh, everyone there has done a, an exceptional job over this season. And of course, you know, season's gone by as well, but this season where they've, uh, they've embraced the, the management team as, as, as a, well, a, a trio, I guess. Um, they've really shown how, how good they can be. Lee Mansell of Gloucester City. Ryan, Ryan's nomination, because he followed him back on Twitter, allegedly according to Mantle himself. I Paul, didn't nominate Lee Mantle. What? I thought you did. Did I? I, I, yeah, I can't you did. remember. I'm sure you did. Paul Collicott at Bishop's Cleave. Of course, fantastic season for Cleave, winning the league and just, you know, blitzing, blitzing the Hellenic Premier League, really. I mean, it was a league that they were the, the, the bookies' favourites if there were bookies taking odds on that uh, to win that division. And then they did it in style in the end. Steve Blaby. At Cinderford Town Under-18s, of course, we've mentioned them already. Winners of our team of the season, of course, retaining uh, their title. And the final nomination is Sam Pryor at Brimscombe and Frupp. And he's also a lovely man. Mm -hmm. So, third place in the Seven Sport Manager of the Season Award goes to the management team of Slimbridge AFC. Congratulations. Highest ever finish, of course, in the Southern League, Slimbridge. And after drive left to go to Evesham, you know, Tom Spears, Tom Deakin, and then Adam Coyle ended up almost falling into the job and they've, you know, taken on permanently for next season. And yeah, excited to see what they do this year. Yeah, absolutely. Second place, guided his team to a title this year, it's Paul Collicott at Bishop's Cleave. Uh, as we said, you know, a, a team that was really expected to win the league, given the quality of the player that they that they have. But you know, it's, a long, do it. it's a long Still season. It. Yeah, there's nothing you can't take anything for granted, especially at that at that level where there are some very very good teams. Shout out to Paul Collicott as well because he's um, an absolutely uh, incredible man in, in terms of his. Uh, it's weird every time we go and watch Bishop's Cleave. He's always the first over to shake yeah. our hands, ask us mm-hmm. how we're getting on. Um, you know, he, he is a man that you know obviously cares about people. So, yeah, big fan of Paul Collicutt here yeah. at Seven Sport. Absolutely. And the winner of the manager of the season, or should I say, the winners? It's the Long Levens management team: Michael Palmer, Craig Martin, Casey Johnston. Congratulations to all. Yeah, that would be one that potentially could end up seeing my mentions become a myth. I had a quick glance at my phone as Kelsey was talking there. They already are. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, that one for us, we had our differences on. You, you'll admit that as well, Kelsey, of course. You know, we discussed this one at length. I just felt that with the season that Long Levens had, 
to have a management team like um, Spider, Mike, and 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 Casey, you know, leading that team, a very very young team, um, a lot of players sort of trying to cut their teeth in men's football at you know step five level, and for them to have that FA Cup run to finish, uh, you know, with the highest amount of points, the highest amount of wins that they've ever got in a league season at that level, in what was such a competitive league. Um, you know, at one point towards the end of the season, there was talk that they could even challenge for the title, and a side like Long Levens really shouldn't be in that position, but they were, thanks to uh, managers that were able to get the best out of the players they had. Um, so for me, you know, I, I had to had to give them that. I, I think that they were just as a team superb, and I think next year, not say they're going to struggle, but Katie Johnson will be a massive miss, um, not necessarily just for for his coaching, but for him as a person as well. Um, but yeah, fantastic season for Long Levens and uh, glad to reward it like that. We've had a few uh, a few messages in as well, of course, uh, quite relevant to what we're about to go on to, the um, the categories for the Gloucestershire County Women's Football League. Uh, we've had one from uh, Georgina Macy, who says, please give a shout out to Dursley Town Ladies. Shout out to them. And we've also had one for uh, for Steph Hill, uh, from Steph Hill, sorry, as well, I should say. Uh, shout out to our young player, Morgan Taylor, on the women's player of the season shortlist. Good luck, and we are all proud of your achievements this season at Dursley. I also had a text message from Leah Weffin saying that um, she thought we were going in order based on the, the list that we had in, on the website, because um, she's been sat there listening to all this men's football malarkey. <laughs> the thing is, giving the people what they want, <laughs> but at the same time, we're also making you wait for it. And I'm going to do it even more because we're just going to have another break, another exclusive clip from the Inner Spotlight series. This time it's an interview. We had a match official of the season category for the first time ever this year. This man has hung his whistle up after a fantastic career that has seen him go all the way up to being involved in the Premier League. Um, I spoke to Gary Chapman um, this past week and this is a clip of the Inner Spotlight interview with him. This is Seven Sports. Obviously he's part of, of this did try and do a bit of homework um googling just gary chapman referee trying to trying to get as much as i could and i stumbled across an article about a player who played for chesham at the time uh, um yes. facing a long ban for pushing a certain gary chapman <laughs> um obviously growing up as a, as a youngster watching the premier league and uh match of the day watching everything you know it was the, the going thing to do there was that big um, story, of course. It's still, you know, on Premier League years now. You watch it, and you, it's still a famous uh, incident where Paolo Di Canio um, has pushed a referee on match yeah. day, and you know that's broadcast to millions. As someone who's experienced a situation like that, you know, what can you remember of it, and and you know, how did that affect you, or, or did it affect you? No, it didn't affect me at all, to be fair. But I can I, I remember it as it as plain as day. Uh, uh, Ian Dowie's brother, I think I want to say his name's Greg. I'm not sure. Um, was the manager at Chesham at the time, uh, and it was a throwback. It wasn't my game. It was an FA Trophy replay. So it was a, a Tuesday night uh, midweek game. Uh, it wasn't my game. Uh, it was a throwback from the referee. Um, Joe Guest at the FA rung me up on the Monday. He said. Can you go to Hereford tomorrow? Referee's dropped out. I said, yes, not a problem at all. So always be wary of throwback games. That's what, yeah. they, always, that's what they tell me. Be wary of them. What, what, um, what, did they give you a reason as to why the original referee 
No, he, he, he just, or... I did. To be fair, you didn't ask. You just said, I'll, I'll take the game. It's not a problem at all. It, it's another game. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, so I took the game. Uh, a couple of local refer- uh, referees were the assistants. Uh, one was from Stonehouse and I think one was from Worcester. Um, so one was Dave Hannis and uh, James Cox was the other. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, games go in, but Cheshire are getting absolutely pummeled. They are absolutely getting stuff left, right and centre. Now, it was literally five minutes before the end of the game. Now, bear in mind, they were already 4-1 down, OK? Well, yeah. There's five minutes to go. There's n- They're not going to win the game in any shape or form. Players then, it's like I said earlier, they see the red mist, they, they're despondent, they're getting beat. Um, ball goes down in front of the, uh, down the right wing, uh, in front of the assistant. This The player seems to think that there's a handball possibly in the build-up. Um, from my opinion or from my angle, I can't see nothing. I'm relying on the assistant, who's a yeah. Southern League uh, referee. So I expected him then to, if he's seen anything, he would certainly you know, bring it to your attention. Uh, but he allowed play to continue. He carried on. Uh, ball comes across, goes in the back of the net. Thank you very much. 5-1. So this then player then starts running towards me as I'm then you know, uh, making my way back to the centre circle backwards. So I'm, I'm just sort of jogging backwards. You're doing Keep that. Going. You're doing that famous referee run of just running back and, and yeah, little shuffle yeah. with your hands well, as well. Everybody's down there. So yes. if everybody's in front of you, that's where the trouble will be. Yeah. They're going to be beyond. If it's behind you, they're sneaky. But if if the ball and the players are in front of you, that's where you need to focus. So that's where they all are. So I'll just back myself out this way. And as I come up, he's ranting and raving. So I, I said, well, I'm not going to have you run to me from that distance. So he gets a yellow card for descent. Um, so that's that kills that. But he then takes it a step further by coming in and then grabbing me. You know? right. So he grabbed me by the shirt and went to give me a paw. But with that, I just knocked uh, his arm off. And they just red carded him, um, you know. So uh, and then I had a, a long conversation with the compliance unit uh, at the FA the following morning. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. Gary Chapman there talking to me as part of the in the spotlight with Ryan Butler series coming to you from the seventeenth of June. Uh, talking Kelsey there about the time he was pushed, pushed out nearly to the ground. That's crazy. By, uh, isn't it? A Chesham player. He goes on to talk about how it was dealt with and disciplinary action and and things like that. And it was a, a very, very good chat. He also saved saved someone's life. Yeah, no, I, that's that's gonna be an even 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 better story. You know? Yeah, incredible. But that's why we well, why you do that series, you know? Any more exotic places for me? Uh, I've not seen anything. On um, on Twitter, we've had a message in from uh, Andrew Jackson, of course, who was nominated in the uh, best social media account um, category. Just it says uh, thanks so much for being nominated for the award. Um, since Tiger Sports Photography was nominated, has encouraged me to push on for twenty twenty two twenty three season and have plans to expand coverage. Um, so plenty more uh, photography options around. Of course, he, of course, he has uh, advertised that he will be stepping up into the Northern Senior League as well, trying to expand uh, what he can do. Um, we've, we've, we've helped Andrew uh, quite a lot. No, not helped him to say you know, you know, take any credit or anything like that. But when he first had the idea of starting Tiger Sport Photography, he asked me about the social media aspect of it, and yeah, uh, the advice I gave him, you know, he is putting it to work, and he works very hard. 
Uh, we've had a, a tweet in as well from uh, a Ross Jones, who uh, says he's listening from Sharpness, proud of his girlfriend Zoe Gab, always a playmaker, and love watching you. Lovely message from Ross there. Um, and I think that's pretty much all we've had on the socials. George Carlin texted me to say that the, the Callies are in Bournemouth. Where's the proof, mate? <laughs> we've asked for photos, yeah, George. I know. And I know you're a photo man. I have you on Snapchat. And I, ha- I do know that you're somewhere with a beach because I've seen your Snapchat earlier on. Looking proof. forward to it. Where's the proof? Mm. Now, the next set of awards are new awards. They're new awards because for the first time ever, we, well, not for the first time ever, but we added to our coverage this season <clears throat> with the introduction of the Gloss City women's side um, over at Tiger Turf Stadium with you know the up-and-coming Tuffley Rovers side, a lot of sides in and around the local area. Um, we added the Gloucester County Women's Football League to the coverage that we have here at Seven Sport. And we wanted to honour those leagues because you know we've been keeping up an eye on them all season. So are we running through the Gloucester County Women's Football League Player, Team and Manager of the Season Awards? I'm going to do it right now. Starting with... Team of the season. Again, never an open nomination. And I will say at this point that all three Gloucester County Women's Football League awards currently sponsored by MS Roofing, who sponsor our Player of the Match awards as well, Craig Martin and Matt Sysom. Um, fantastic to have them on board. And yeah, they were more than happy to, to sponsor all three awards for us. So thank you very much. And the nominees are. Bradley Stoke Ladies, the champions of Division 3. Dursley Town Ladies. Tuffley Rovers Ladies, both sides there from Division 2. The champions of Division 1, Puckle Church Sports Ladies. Sirencester Town Ladies. Gloucester City Women. And Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies. In third place... And this was such a tough one to do, by the way. Third place is Dursley Town Ladies. They had a, a cracking season, their best ever. They had a season of nearly finished second in the league, lost two cup finals, did fantastic to, to get there in the first place, of course. Second, <coughs> Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies. Now, the reason I've put them just above Dursley is because at the start of the season, they were very slow out of the gate, had to almost produce an incredible comeback to to get where they got to in the end and have laid a foundation for next season to build on. And the winner are Puckle Church Sport Ladies, the Division 1 winners. They... Was just a cut above for me in terms of quality when I saw them in, in pre-season and followed them throughout the season. Fantastic team. Get promoted as champions and they went the season with a perfect record in the end. I mean, what more can you say than that? You know, to do, to do that at, at that sort of level of, uh, of football, you know, men's or women's football, it's, um, it's, it's incredible. And I think worthy winners of, of the award. Would have had the house down as Chantham Silver Service had won that. Oh, honestly, mate. They'd have all been out in lounge tonight, mate. They'd have all been there. 
they had a demanded I go out, mate. <laughs> Hay no, fever, fever cough and all. Fever Gloucester is uh, is your spot, mate. We it's all know that. Fever. <laughs> Stop it, you. Not tempt me. <laughs> Next up, Jack Bartman is in Portugal, mate. So. Oh. You know. Next up you is can. the Gloucester County Women's Football League manager of the season again sponsored by MS Roofing. Again, a number of nominees for this one. Um, a number of nominations received. A lot of popular coaches in uh, the, the leagues, really. And the nominees are the Gloucester City Women's Management Team, the Dursley Town Ladies Management Team, Vaughan Howe of Tuffley Rovers Ladies, Maxine Greenwood of Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies and Greenwood's Bar, of course. Let's give them a shout out. <laughs> James Evely at Olveston United Ladies. And the team of Kate, uh, Kate, Karen Messenger and Dan Ray at Siren Sester Town Ladies. <coughs> I'm slowly dying to death. <laughs> In third place is the Gloucester City Women's Management Team. It's always hard. When you manage a, a new side, especially one that's, you know, caused a, a lot of uh, head turning and, mm. you know, we're never going to please everybody, but they do a good job and, you know, the commitment of the, the management team there is fantastic. Second, Maxine Greenwood at Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies. There would have been oohs, there would have been ahs there, <laughs> potentially, of what was to come. But uh, I'm actually going to share a quick story. Go on. I've had this planned. <coughs> Don't want to embarrass anybody, but it embarrasses but me anyway. Yeah. I watched them against Tuffley away. I needed a team sheet. Mm-hmm. Saw Simon stood there. Thought, I'll go have a chat. Asked for a team sheet. He's like, oh, the gaffer's just in there with the team. She'll be out in a sec, and we'll get one off her. She comes out. <coughs> I walk over, introduce myself as... The delightful and, and polite manner I always do. Asked her for a team sheet. She tells me that three of her team are on their way. Don't know if they're going to make it kick off. So she didn't want to give me a team sheet yet. Oh, this is a... <coughs> a bit of a coffin fit. Try not to die live on the radio, mate, please. And anyone who knows me knows that I observe quite a lot. I always watch. Watch people. Watch mm-hmm. what's happening. Yep. I see the players arrive. I make my way over to to Maxine. She writes the team sheet, finishes it off, and then she says, better give the team sheet to that bloke. (laughs) Turns around, I'm stood behind her. I'm (laughs) six foot six. She's not six foot six. She's about, I don't want to say a foot shorter than me, but she's about five, eight, five, nine. Just my imposing figure over her. (laughs) And I've never seen anyone die inside much like that. (laughs) So she's second. (laughs) And the winner and the Gloucester County Women's Football League manager of the season is Vaughan Howe of Turfley Rovers Ladies. Now, the reason I've gone with Vaughan is because a lot of the clubs and a lot of the nominees that we've got there have a good team. Vaughan is a one-man band. He relies on you know the, the ladies helping him. And, you know, for me, I think that when dedicated individuals give up as much time as Vaughan does and shows a lot of love to his side, for me, you know, when he is the only one there and 
you know, a couple of the, the players' partners will turn up and assist him or, or what have you on the odd occasion. But Vaughan looks after that team on his on his own pretty much. And yeah, had to give it to him. Toughly Rovers ladies will be delighted. I've had, up. A, I've had a, up from coughing there. I've had a message from uh, from one of the players as well. Megan Hamlet has been in touch. Simply, she says, fever, fever, fever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure, um, sure there'll be plenty of them out celebrating Vaughan's big win tonight. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, Get to that Vaughan on TikTok, man. For his That's support what I'm telling well. you now. Get this clip on TikTok. <laughs> uh, we've had, also, we've had a message in from uh, Puckle Church Sports ladies uh, just saying thank you for the Team of the Season award. We appreciate everything you've done for women's football in Gloucester and the surrounding areas. Um, of course, Newton TV, uh, Craig Newton has been in touch. As well. Now he's attached a video. I haven't watched the video yet. <laughs> so if you give me about 20, there'll be no swears. Give me about twenty five seconds, right? I'll uh, I'll I'll watch it and uh, I'll come back to you to see if there's any. Uh, well, what I'll do is I'll go through the nominees because there's loads of them for the Gloucester County Women's Football League Player of the Season. Of course, sponsored by MS Roofing, and they are Holly Kay from Turfley Rovers Ladies, Megan Hamlet of Turfley Rovers Ladies. Kate Ambry of Gloucester City Women, Rakia Morgan King of Gloucester City Women, Zoe Gab, Gloucester City Women, Jodie Bailey, Sirencester Town Ladies, Morgan Taylor, Dursley Town Ladies, Adele Hooper of Puckle Church Sport Ladies, Katie Michael, Longwell Green Ladies, Gemma Riley of Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies, and Leonie Goff from Bishop's Cleave Ladies. Just uh, to let you is know, it safe. It, it, it's it's just a video of of us <laughs> announcing the award. There's no reaction, no reaction to it until uh, unfortunate. But I wonder where he's is. listening from. The exotic. He lives in, towards the Midlands, so Probably. it's as he's going to get there. Probably there. I've had a, a brief video from George Callan showing <laughs> Bournemouth a bit of a blur for the Lovely. thumbnail. So, in third place for the Gloucester County Women's Football League Player of the Season. Is Katie Michael of Longwell Green Ladies. In second place is Morgan Taylor from Dursley Town Ladies. And the winner is Gemma Riley of Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies. Now, with this one, there's plenty of goals in it again. And the reason Gemma gets it for me is we talk about the comeback that they had in a season. They scored 42 goals. Gemma scored 27 of them. <laughs> so it's a lot of goals. The, it's a lot of goals. The impact she had on that team, you take her out of it, they probably get relegated. It's as simple as that. Well, yeah. So she had a fantastic season, fantastic input. They've all been fantastic, but Gemma Riley takes that. And uh, that is the Gloucester County Women's Football League um, awards done uh, as, as part of the awards there um, when we come back after this clip of Adam Mace talking to me in the Inner Spotlight interview we have the Jamie Hyatt Award for Under 18's Player of the Season This is Seven Sports That five years how how good was that to be a part of? Yeah amazing probably again some of the some of the better days that I've had in non-league for sure um, obviously as you mentioned players there we, we, were, we, we were kind of fortunate and unfortunate in the same sense where when we were in Western League, um, we, we had one of the best teams in the league by a long way. Um, obviously, you mentioned Sam, Jack, Dean Turner, and we got a few lads in. Obviously, Henry Burkett was there at the time. 
Um, Sean Lawson, Paul Fahey, you know, at that Western League, before we got promoted, we were very good. Um, as you said, had some characters, but uh, it's, it's common knowledge that, you know, unfortunately, Simmage haven't got the, the biggest budget. They're, they're, they're more than vocal to that as well. And it, it was very, if you have a good season at Simmage, you kind of ended up somewhere else. And that, that sort of probably halted the progress a little bit. Um, you know, people, players want to get on and, and you know, go and play for, for, for bigger clubs at the time, league-wise. Um, but that was always the way Simbridge worked. We, we I think, um, probably Paul Farhi was the first one I could think of where he had an amazing season, maybe one or two seasons, and he got a move. And then mm-hmm. it's common knowledge that, that you know, goal-scoring Southern League strikers are quite hard to come by and bloody expensive. So, you know, that that's not feasible for some clubs. Um, you know, Simbridge are fortunate that they've got some players who, even now, you know, are, are very sort of, they want to play for the club and, and that's something that's very hard to find um, but but not surprising when you've been around I know you've been around Simbridge enough yourself and certainly when you've been an ex-player at Simbridge I can see why people want to play there um, you know great club and, and the people behind the scenes are, are, are as important as the people who run the club you know management wise as well so uh, amazing a couple of years and then obviously it went a little bit um, I was probably one of the first ones to leave I would say I think Terrell got a move to Cinderford um, and it kind of, you know, from, from that core group that were there for many years, um, it kind of, you know, decimated from there a little bit with, with people going elsewhere. Um, but, but certainly from when I was there, you know, amazing, amazing couple of years. Um, didn't finish, as I say, the way I wanted it to. But, um, yeah, to, to kind of rack up that many appearances over a short amount of time. And, and obviously, as we know, score more goals than Freddie Ward in, in <laughs> 250 less appearances was, um, yeah, yeah, I, I loved it there. You know, I really did. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. Megan Hamblett has been robbed, is according <laughs> to the messages we received. No, that's a general consensus that we've had. Oh, God, after she wants me to go fever as well. I know, that's a shame. I'm going to have to reject her and say I'm not going to fever. <laughs> it's just an absolute howler. Uh, Maxine Greenwood's messaged me to say that she's not that short. What I would say is I'm six foot six and a giant, and to me, everyone's short. <laughs> Plenty of love as well. From civil service on uh, on Twitter, as as we've had throughout. I just the, hope uh, I'm going to be known as that bloke. The night. That bloke <laughs> is is my new name, really. Uh, of course, we've had uh, reaction to Craig Newton winning the social media account award as well. Ashley Wilkes has got in touch saying fully deserved, incredible commitment to non-league. Look forward to seeing you and the rest of the guys next season. And I've seen quite a few um, quite a few photos of, of Vaughan Howell buying his team shots in reaction to his... Um, <laughs> to, to his he would have uh, bought shots even if he didn't win. Let me get that it, out I, think it, I will say it's an old photo. It's, uh, it's an old photo from the end of season awards tonight, I will say. I had four of them. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shots on that tray as well. I had four of them because, <laughs> because some of the players, I'm going to say out there, and you know I know they're listening, but some of them bottled it. Some of them bottled shots there and I had to have four. Matt Turl has got in touch again and says, uh, well done, GCFC women management team. Uh, Chris Hill and Darren place in third um, in the end of season awards. Uh, Ross Jones got back in touch saying, smashing the show tonight, guys. Thanks, Ross, for your support and thanks for listening. Um, and of course, yeah, just a lot of love for uh, Vaughan on Twitter and also Puckle Church Sports ladies. Should we have another one? Yeah. We'll go for another one. Yeah, Why not? you, mate, and... and- what I would say is this award. This is um, a big award for us. It, it, yeah, it means a lot to us. Yeah. Um, so, for people who might not necessarily know the backstory of this award, it is the award for our 
under 18s player of the season. Of course, we uh, we expanded our coverage a couple of years ago now to uh, to include under 18s football in the county because of just how ex- how exciting it is to watch and how many exciting young players have come through and over the last few years, you know, a lot of these players like Rudy McKinnon, for example, um, who who have come through the local youth scene and really made a name for themselves in men's football. So we like to recognise the, the young players in our county, but we also like to recognise, you know, people. Uh, uh, people as well. You know, a very, uh, a, a good man, a great man, who uh, sadly no longer with us, passed away last year after after an illness. Um, Jamie Hyatt, who was a incredible servant to youth football in the county, uh, did so much for, for for the players, for for the clubs. Of course, Tuffley Rovers, you know, the main one. Um, and of course, Ryan went to the uh, Jamie Hyatt Memorial game a few weeks ago. Um, of course, his loss is felt by by all of us mm-hmm. uh, every every day, um, and no more so than, than than his family as well. And so, last year we renamed this award to the Jamie Hyatt Award in in honor of Jamie. Um, and I'm sure that you know he's 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 looking down watching under 18s football in the county with, uh, with with a smile on his face as as he always was and he was he's a lovely man to chat to and always had time for for us at seven sports so um obviously we miss Jamie quite a lot and uh, of course what better way to honor him than uh, than with this award he'll also be hoping united sell fred <laughs> <laughs> just for a fact to say that out there uh, the the nominations for the uh, Jamie Hyatt award for the under 18s player of the season sponsored by Cornell and company Incredibly high standard again this year. Incredibly high. Nominees are Ben Scottford from Cinderford Town Under-18s. Alfie Richmond, Charlton Saracens Under-18s. Austin Parker, again, from Charlton Saracens Under-18s. Finn Gwillem of Bishop's Cleave Under-18s. Jack Lidicott of Slimbridge Under-18s. And Demi Youssef of Tuffley Rovers under 18s, of course, a former winner of our Player of the Month award for this season as well. So, in third place is Austin Parker of Charlton Saracens under 18s. Second place, a player who we've seen, you know, not just play for. For his side under 18s, but made made a step into men's football as well with you know teams like Abbey Mead Rovers. It's Finn Gwillem from Bishop's Cleave under 18s, and the winner of the Jamie Hyatt Award for the under 18s player of the season 2021-2022 is none other than Ben Scottford at Sindford Town under 18s. I think general consensus is the worthy winner. Yeah, um, for me, this award should be... I mean, even before we renamed after Jamie, uh, when it was under-18s player of the year, it was always for that player who is close or or at the stage of his career where he's starting to make it into the first team, starting to, you know, make a a statement in in men's football. Finn, as we said there, fantastic for Abbey Mead um, season prior. But this season in particular, Ben Scottford's taken great steps to establishing himself in the men's game. He's been on loan at Newman for you know parts of the season. Also been included in the matchday squad for 
Sinderford at various points throughout the season. Um, and, and yeah, he played a massive role in Sinderford Town under-18s winning the league. Um, Austin Parker going to America this summer um, to go study and play football out there. <clears throat> Again, he was a player who uh, appeared in the first team for Chatham Salvations plenty of times throughout the season. But every nominee um, in that award deserved their place to be there and could have easily um, won it in the end for me. I had a message in, by the way, from my mother. Oh, God. Saying that uh, uh, apparently my, dad, my dad's waiting for your call, Ryan, apparently. You know, he's so desperate to get on this show or any show that we do. I don't think it's going to happen, though. And he turned around and said, cool for what? <laughs> Next up is the award where we, we like to recognise the players that, that turn up when Seven Sport are in town. Well, I would say as well, is you, you'd be able to hear us fondling paper throughout the broadcast. We've been official. We've been efficient. And we've uh, got the running order here. And I would be uh, delighted to say we're on to the final page. Final uh, three what, awards. What's known as the big three. Yeah. And uh, Kelsey, as you said, they're the live player. We always like to give back to players we've seen. Produce the goods in front of myself and you. So take it away, my man. So the Seven Sport Live Player of the Season. This award sponsored by Radford Windows. Um, like I said, it's an award where... We, we recognise the players that, that turn up big time when we go to watch. And the nominees are Harley Price at Brimscombe and Frupp. Of course, we heard from Harley earlier on in the show. Rudy McKinnon at Long Levens. Kate Ambry from Gloucester City Women. Zoe Gab, also of Gloucester City Women. Chloe Taylor of Tuffley Rovers Ladies. Megan Hamlet, Tuffley Rovers Ladies. Rakia Morgan King, Gloucester City Women. Jack Watts, Bishop's Cleave. Kyle Belmont at Evesham United. And Joe Jeremiah for Gloucester City under 21s. What would say about this award? Big list of nominees. It's a big list of nominees and when I first started doing the long list of nominees for, for the non-open nominations, uh, this one had 30 players. I'm either easily impressed or I just rate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or everyone brings their A game when when we go to watch. Well the thing is, Maybe I, that's it. for some of these I, I, obviously I read Josh's match reports when, when we post those as well and you know I've known from him who the standout players have been when, when he's watched and you know, some players there we've seen more times than others, so it's very difficult to to judge. But what I try to do is is look at also the seven sport team in a month. Is usually a good indicator of who has been outstanding over the course of a season. Um, there are a couple of players who are unlucky not to be on this list. Um, one of which being Lucas Tomlinson from uh, yeah. Gloucester City. Yeah, um, could have easily been on this list as well, but I didn't want to make it a bit of a free for all. I could have. Very, very easily. There could have been 50 nominees. Uh, uh, genuinely, genuinely, I considered at one point going with the actual long list of 30 players and making it ridiculously hard for us to narrow it down to three. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been good, mate. <laughs> so, the uh, in third place, or I should say joint third place. I was about to say, for the first time ever, we've got joint placings. For we, couldn't, we couldn't split them. We couldn't split them. So, joint third place, we've gone with Chloe Taylor at Tuffley Ladies and Zoe Gab at Gloucester City Women. Just uh, two outstanding players who, you know, it felt wrong to leave one of them off. So 
joint third place. The reason uh, they, they both make it, a little bit of uh, context for everybody there. As I said, I used the team of the month as a guidance for me. Uh, Zoe Gab appeared in the team of the month a number of times, including on the bench as well. Um, Chloe Taylor, likewise, and Chloe um, also was nominated for player of the month as well. Second place is Kate Ambry at Gloucester City Women. The first female recipient of the Player of the Month award back in January. Um, crucial for Gloucester City ladies, well, women. Um, and pretty much scored every game I saw her playing bar one. And the winner of the Seven Sport Live Player of the Season is a man we've spoken to already today. It's Harley Price at Brimscombe and Frupp. Congratulations yeah. to Harley, a man who has cost you many, many pounds of your wallet this it is season. It's going to charity. It is going to it, charity. It, yeah. The post is due to come out once we've uh, all selected the charity. But yeah, I just every time we watch Brimscombe, you know, you know as well, Kelsey and and Josh as well. He is well has been the main man. Has been, you know, very, very good for for Brimscombe since he's joined them, <coughs> and. Um, it's a great opportunity for me to to say this actually because after my chat with him on uh, the phone earlier on, we also continued to chat after the interview stopped, and he revealed to me exclusively, and he's given me the okay to say it live on this show. But Harley Price will be staying at Brimscombe and Frupp for the twenty twenty two twenty three season. So more to come from our live player of the season for this year. Big news, great news as well for for Brimscombe. Uh, we've had a, uh, a video in from Craig Newton. Seven Sport for nominating me, us, Newton TV, for best social media accounts. Thank you for everything you do as well, guys. Listening to the show, it's a good show. Love it. It's all about the football. Love promoting it. Can't wait for next season. Keep up the good work. and see you all again soon. Thank you very much. Why Cheers, I, Craig. Why am I getting a video call? A video call from Jack Bartman. Unbelievable. All the Brimscombe boys. Live on the radio. They're in Portugal. They're live on Seven Sports. If any of them swear, my God. <laughs> you can't hear me, Jack Bartman. What, what, what are you calling me for? You're supposed to be on holiday. Can't hear me. Can't hear us. Sam Folks is there as well. <laughs> They're getting on it in Portugal. And he's blowing me kisses. <laughs> I got to tell him that I call and let him have his holiday. <laughs> that was the strangest 20 seconds of my life. Lovely. <laughs> well, we're on to the big two, the final two. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a good show. It's been a long show. We've, uh, obviously we've had quite a lot of tweets. We're in on as well. course to go for two hours, by the way. Mm-hmm. We predicted this. This is unbelievable. They, um, tweet in as well. We'll just go through a few, um, sort of mentions we've had on, on social media. Uh, one from Sinford Town at Youth. Just uh, congratulating Ben Scottford on winning the award for the uh, under 18 player. He said, Huge congratulations, under 18 player Ben Scottford, won seven sport under 18 player of the year. Especially poignant as the award is in memory of Jamie Hyatt, who many at the club would have grown up and played with. Um, and of course, Matt Turl uh, as well, giving his congratulations to Zoe Gab for um, coming joint third in the seven sport live player of the season. Uh, Matt, Claire, and the kids are super proud, he says. Um, and we've had a tweet in from Kate Morrissey um, about Vaughan Howell. It simply says, my manager, with a couple of love hearts. Great stuff. Good player, Kate Morrissey, as well. Yeah. I, I want to throw that out there. I've been at, well, a couple of times this season when she's out to play in goal. 
you know, she hasn't enjoyed seeing uh, tweets of me saying I'll squirm through her <laughs> hands or anything like that, but... Hey, you just you say it how you see it, mate. Hey, hell of yeah. a player. And, um, yeah, delighted. Delighted with our show's going, mate. <clears throat> but as you said, it's time for another uh, a poignant award that, that we have here at Seven Sport. Um, the Local Hero Award was renamed after John Ashplant, a committee member for Slimbridge. Dedicated a lot of his life to football, especially Slimbridge Football uh, AFC. So when he he passed a, f- a few years ago, we we named the award after him. And uh, yeah, of course it was uh, Barry as well, who was the first ever recipient. Barry <laughs> yeah. Gay at Slimbridge, who first ever recipient of the award. You know, previous winners Patrick Cleal, James Campbell as well, and last year's winner, um, which is one of the things I wanted to to say about this award. Um, we had a number of nominations this year <clears throat> for Alan Wakefield of Cheltenham Civil Service. You would have noticed that he wasn't included in the list of nominees, and that is because he won it last year. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> we know how good he is as a man, um, as a person, the money he raises for, for local hospices and, and, and charities and the good causes that he does. We, we fully um, respect that and, and love that he does that. Um, but we felt that, you know, it was right to, to just admit him this year because he had won it last year. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is fair on that one. Yeah, of course. But uh, a worthy winner last year and, uh, <coughs> you know, a worthy nominee as well. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Can't win it two years in a row. The nominees for the John Ashplant Local Hero Award, sponsored by Cornell and Company. Claire Lane of Gloucester City. Richard Workman of Long Levens. Steph Hill of Dursley Town Ladies, Dave Cornock of Turfley Rovers, Joe Alps of Quedgley Wanderers, and Elena Rickson of Slimbridge. Now, all of those individuals offer different things, and that's what I liked about the nominations that we saw there. They all help their clubs run and operate, and they do it in different ways. So hats off to every single one of them that have made the shortlist and continue what you're doing. Um, you're fantastic and, and keep it up. In third place, it's Claire Lane of Gloucester City. That was my nomination for that award. <clears throat> I felt that she needed a mention because Gloucester City, the first year they've really had fans back at Meadow Park. And with a lot going on at Gloucester, someone has to oversee it all. And and she does a very good job. Her and her husband Stu, yep. um, you know, it's a, and Gareth as well. Their, their son is a real family um, affair at Glossy, and she um, keeps everyone in, in, in check. Yep. And she calls us the troublesome too. Some so well, what more can anyone who gives us a nickname, <laughs> you're gonna be him with a shot. Yeah. Second is Rich Workman of Long Levens. Did a fantastic job um, raising money for defibrillators for a couple of local um, sports um, clubs and and events and, and things like that. And he was also part of the Long Levens fifth Stroud League winning side. So he's managed to, to do it all, both on the pitch and off it. And also he is a lovely bloke. So Rich, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing Rich next because uh, it's yeah. been a while since I've seen him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, being a lovely bloke goes a long way with us. <laughs> and the winner, which I think is going to be a popular winner, is a woman who 
does amazing for her club. Um, the club being Dursley Town Ladies. The woman in question is Steph Hill. The nomination that we received instantly stood out when, when you read uh, about the, the good work that she does for the club and then you find out that, that unfortunately she, she was battling with cancer as well. You know, it's a fantastic story and uh, a little bit of the story is what I discussed with Dursley Town Ladies Captain Michelle Watson in the, in the spotlight interview. So Steph Hill is the John Ashplant Local Hero Award recipient of the year. And this is Michelle Watson just talking to us a little bit about what she does for the team. And with the, the coaching staff, obviously, we have our end of season awards coming up. Um, Steph Hill is nominated in, in the Local Hero uh, category. Yeah. So how important has she been to, to the side and in, in keeping the, the side pushing forwards? Oh, yeah, she's been massively important. She's um, she's done her coaching badges and our training sessions have improved massively over the last few seasons. Um, she bring, It's not just sort of serious stuff as well. She brings fun to the sessions and she's obviously a bit of a joker as well. She, um, she won't mind me saying. But, um, yeah, it's all about the atmosphere at the club as well. It sort of it just makes a huge difference to everything. And there we go, just a little bit there about Steph Hill um, from the words of Dursley Ladies Captain Michelle Watson. Listen to that in the Inner Spotlight interview with Michelle coming up later in the month, Kelsey. Looking forward to all of them. Looking forward to all of those interviews, mate. They're um, really insightful. You know, it's, it's a mix of stories that you get. You know, obviously you don't just get the playing side, you get the management side, you get the background, everything. Uh, which I think is what makes them so good. And obviously you can listen to all of them on uh, sevensport.co.uk there is a, a little category on the uh, homepage if you click on the button that says radio and click on where it says in the spotlight you can listen to all of the ones that Ryan has done before I think he's done something like what 13 or 14 of them so far yeah um, and quite a lot quite a lot of interesting chats that you've had um, you had a tweet from uh, Rich Wilkins um, uh, just commenting on the uh, on the Jamie Hyatt award recipient Ben Scottford saying uh, went to school with Jamie, played football with him for years. Great to see a Sinford player win this award in his name. Uh, hashtag RIP Jamie. Um, and I think, oh yeah, we've had a tweet as well. Leah Whiffen says, uh, well done, Chloe, on joint third place for Seven Sport Live player of the season. And we've literally, as I'm talking, we've just had a message in from the winner of our last award there, the uh, John Ashplant local hero from uh, Steph Hill. She says, uh, OMG, I'm gobsmacked. Thank you so much. I'm over the moon, although my phone cut out, so never heard a word. (laughs) Well, you'll be able to listen again to it. Don't worry, Steph. Uh, Congratulations on receiving the uh, John Ashplant Local Hero Award. And thank you for everything that you do for women's football in the county. Something less wholesome as I'm uh, currently engaging in chat with Jack Bartman on Snapchat. I don't want to know, mate. I don't want to know. So after hanging up the call, the messages say, love you, mate. I'm Steemo. <laughs> Did Harley win something? Mate, why aren't you replying? Come on. So I've just replied saying, I'm on the radio, mate. Give me and Sam folks a shout out then. Come on, we're big deals. I said, I have and I will again. And he says, unreal, I love it. 
great stuff, and great is with a capital A. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to see they're having fun. Oh, you know, dear. it is. We're um, having fun as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Funny. And incredibly, we said it was going to be about two hours, this programme, and we're just slowly ticking towards that now, and it brings us to the final award of the night. It's it a big is, one. of course, Player of the Season. Sponsored by Seven Sparks. Matt Yates gets another shout-out again. I can't wait to see his uh, next Strava run on his uh, <laughs> social media. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, a big award, this, yeah. isn't it? People, it's, it's mental to think that, at the end of the day, we're just two blokes. <laughs> we're just two blokes yeah. who watch a bit of football and tell people our opinions on it. And people yeah. actually value our opinions. Uh, my notifications on my phone is an absolute joke. They're honestly going crazy. Um, I will I will just say, though, before we uh, before we go on to this award, um, obviously this, this season has been a bit of a, a, a tricky one uh, for myself personally. Of course, it was all very well documented at the start of the season. I took a step away from the seventh sport just to focus on myself a little bit. And uh, it, it was always one of those things where I thought it was a bit of a cliche when people say, you know, if you talk about your struggles, then, then it gets easier. And I just thought, mm, no, I don't think it will. But then I did. And and it did get better, and I found myself, you know, actually wanting to to to, to go back into doing football and and things like that. You know, go into football with Ryan, and it wasn't so much of a of a task to get up to go to work every morning and and things. You know, the the dread that you have of of, of waking up ready for the next day. Um, and I think a lot of that was due to the support that I received from from people. You know, I mentioned it at the time when I when I announced that I was coming back to Seven Sport at the end of at the end of last year. That there was a few people I'm not gonna I won't mention them because they know who they are, but who would constantly check up on on me and make sure I was okay and everything. And I'm all, I'm I'm okay. You know, I was all right and I'm I'm, I'm still doing all right and you know, I'm enjoying being back doing this because you know at the end of the day this is you know this is something good that we've got going on and we want to continue doing it and and Ryan is is a, a very good ambassador for for Gloucestershire football and, and and without Ryan I don't think that I would have wanted to come back and do this because I couldn't do this on my own and Ryan couldn't do it on his own either um so I guess just what I wanted to say was you know thank you everyone for the support that not just you've given us but you've also given me personally for this season it's been it's been a tough one for me um, but you know, I'm I'm back on my feet. I'm doing well, and uh, I'm just glad that glad that we're able to continue doing this thing together, where we just just chat a load of nonsense, basically. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're back as well, mate. To be fair, and I mean, anyone who who would have interact with me um, over the course of the season would, would 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 agree with what I'm about to say. That you know, the most common question I've been asked this season is how is Kelsey, and you know, there was a period where I probably could have said I didn't know um you know you talk about opening up and 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 having chats and and communicating with people I I sort of tell the story to people of uh we went to Brimscombe and Frapp at the start of the season it was the end of pre-season and we we were there and you know obviously as everyone knows I don't drive um you know you drove us over and I just got a feeling that you weren't yourself and then it had been that way for a couple of days where you hadn't really spoke to me. Work, I knew work was, was, was being tough on you. Obviously, with um, you know, the passing of, of, of Fred, it was uh, difficult for everybody. And, you know, I, I could sense that something was up. And 
at the end of the game, we go back to the car, and you know, I said to you that before you start driving, what's up? Because I can tell you're not here. You're here physically, but you're not here. And, and we had that chat, and you know, I sort of said to you, look, if you need to take a break from what we're doing, I will be fine. I'll find a way to make it work. And, 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 and you know, we did that. And I'm glad that we've done that because, you know, you've come back, you've got a new job. And, you know, I know what that's done for you. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're back. Not just here physically, but you, the, 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 the best friend that I've had for as many years as I've had, you're, you're back to what you were. And, 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 you know, I'm thankful for that more than anything because, uh, yeah, there we go. A bit of a, a, bit of a moment for us. But <laughs> <coughs> so the last award before we can... Uh, back to the nonsense, anyway. Yeah, before we can just disappear. Kelsey's got a lounge to go to. Uh, player <laughs> of the season, sponsored by Seven Sparks. The nominees are Daniel Ledbitter from Gloucester City, Steve Clark of Ruridian Hill Rangers, Jake Lee, Sirencester Town. Sam Blackie, Bishop's Cleave. Jordan Cooper, Newant Town. Harley Price, Brimscombe Frupp. Jack Watts, Bishop's Cleave. Ethan Dunbar, Long Levens. Will Hawes, Slimbridge. And Ross Langworthy, Fairford Town. All of those are worthy candidates to, to win this they really are it was, we've got some good players in the county haven't we we've I, got some good players be honest the three that I put down has changed about six times before I sent the three to Kelsey and said what do you think but the three we settled on in third place Jordan Cooper of Newman Town in second place is Ethan Dunbar Long Levens and the winner and the seventh sport player of the season is Sam Blackie of Bishop's Cleave. Now, the reason we went with Sam is because he had to fill in central midfield <coughs> when Cleave lost their captain. They lost their, their second midfielder, their third midfielder, and it was either Sam Blackie or Ash Caldwell. And Sam Blackie, by God, he stood up and he got them over the line and he was one of the reasons why they won the league this year. And uh, he's a, a lovely man. We saw him when he was at Brimscombe as well. Hell of a player. And uh, he's gotten better over the course of the year. So uh, Sam Blackie is the player of the season. Yeah, we've known about Sam for for, for a while. Of course, he's been around in uh, Gloucestershire football for a number of years. And yeah, no no better recipient, in my in my opinion, for uh, for this award. He's a f- fantastic player, versatile. Um, and like you said, Great lad, and I'm sure he's a fantastic, uh, fantastic boy to have around that Bishop's Cleave changing room as well. And there we go. Just over two hours. All over for another year. It's been an incredible season. Thank you to everybody. Everybody who's read, everybody who's listened, everybody who's followed, everyone who's interacted um, with on social media, anyone who's interacted with us at games. Um, you know, we, we do what we do for the sake of everybody who does that. Um, yeah, we want to continue growing the name of Gloucester football. Um, and, you know, we, we always look to strive to do better. You know, we're not perfect. We don't say we are. <laughs> and even the winners tonight 
Some people won't be happy with them. But, you know, as Harley Price sort of said in the interview, that, you know, we try to be as fair as we possibly can. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that. And, and we look forward to another season covering local football. More to come from us, though, over the summer. We have the Seven Sports Shield in July at Long Levens. We have the In the Spotlight interview that's going to be released from the middle of June and much, much more. And then we're into pre-season. We're back and we'll be back, back at it and we'll continue to do as much as we can. Um, follow 7sport on Twitter at 7sport, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.co.uk on the email if you ever have any queries, ever need anything covered, anything that you want us to publish on the website, anything, just get in contact with us, 7sport7sport uh, seven on Instagram as well. Kelsey uses that more than me. I'm still very, very new to uh, Instagram at the ripe old age of 30 years old. <laughs> Don't have TikTok, though, but I have appeared on a couple of TikToks. I'm just that famous. It, it, it is what it is, really. But uh, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us on this broadcast. More from us uh, over the summer, so keep checking 7sport.co.uk. My thanks to Kelsey DeMaria for joining me as ever in the flat. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic, a wonderful season, and a wonderful show as well. Join, uh, no, in fact, a little little thing that I forgot until today. And it's, uh, I mean, I'm sort of swinging us on you a little bit. We yeah. haven't done an 11 of the season. Uh, no, you but can't. You we always, we, right all, now, we can always you? release Surely. it. We always release it after the show. So just to let you know, Kels, I'm going to need a graphic made over the weekend. <laughs> okay. And uh, expect that over the weekend, my, the 11 of the season, um, just capping it off nicely, celebrating what has been a fantastic season. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next season. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.